<laughs> What's happening, weirdos? This is uh, the return of Michael Gunger, and Valerie is also uh, a big part. A big part. What am I saying? She's the other guest. It's me, Valerie, and the wonderful Michael Gunger. The three of us are uh, very close friends. I think you're going to hear in this episode, based on how much fun we're having. We hadn't, I don't know, we had seen each other somewhat recently, but as we say in the, in the app, it's a very silly one. Very, very silly. We were due for a silly one. And I think we're just rested. Like, I love this time in LA when nothing is really happening. Maybe it's everywhere. Uh, I, I suppose it is. Between Christmas and New Year's, or, the, or Hanukkah and New Year's, or whatever you're celebrating in New Year's. Everybody loves New Year's. It's been a year. Uh, This quiet time, uh, we're getting so much rest and so much family time, so much downtime. So we really sort of came to life in this one. So I'm happy to say that it is very silly. I I, I do want to call out, obviously, a lot of people have been reaching out with condolences that my dear friend, my brother, and my teacher, Ram Dass, uh, left his body on, um, I want to get the date right. It was on the 22nd. Yeah, December 22nd. Um, and obviously that was uh, a lot of feelings for me. Mostly, though, it was a feeling of gratitude. I'm, I'm, I'm not spinning this. When I got the call from my friend uh, Noah, called me and let me know, um, I read something Jack Cornfield wrote about it, and I felt almost exactly the same way, which was I closed my eyes and I still feel him. I know that might be a little, um, maybe it sounds cheesy or something, but it's completely true. We talk about it a little bit in this episode, um, but this episode is not. <laughs> we thought we would do a Ramdas tribute episode. It ended up being partly a Ramdas tribute episode, but mostly uh, just a bunch of silly beans. Just silly beans banging around in the silly colander. Um, but up top to say that when I found out, I, I took some time and sat with uh, a photo of him. And just sort of hung out, and, and it felt exactly like the many times that I had hung out with him in person. The most important thing, um, I don't think, is necessarily my emotions or my uh, feelings about that. It's more that there's this feeling that now that he's gone, more people might discover him. You guys know. It's been the You Made It Weird drinking game since, I don't know, for five, six years now. That I'm going to mention Ramdas in the episode. And I'm going to keep mentioning Ramdas, obviously. Um, but now that, uh, so many people are sort of coming out of the woodwork, I'm getting texts from people being like, where do I start if I'm curious about this man that clearly moved and changed the lives of so many? And I always tell them, maybe you've heard me say this before, it's at the end of my book, for example, um, that I love hearing him speak. There's a lot, a lot, a lot of free content on YouTube. So if you don't feel like spending any money, no problem go on YouTube. In fact, the clip we play in this show, uh, the f- I think it's the third Patriarch of Zen, is on YouTube, which was originally on a vinyl, but you can just listen to that on YouTube. It's wonderful. And it gets interrupted in this episode. So if you're looking for the uninterrupted version, uh, you can find that on YouTube. But also just any of the videos where it's him talking. I love being able to see him and listen to him. If you do want to download something and buy something for, from our friends at um, Sounds True, I always point people to Experiments in Truth, which is a series of lectures on iTunes. Incredible. That was the first thing. I shared a memory, I think, in this podcast where I told Ram Dass that when I read Be Here Now, which is a lot of where a lot of people start when they're interested in Ram Dass, they go to his seminal work, Be Here Now. 
Um, but Be Here Now is sort of an amalgamation of his lectures printed out in sort of a psychedelic way. And I said to him, I was like, it did nothing for me. And he laughed really hard, <laughs> which, which made me happy. It was when I listened to the lectures that that sort of unlocked my ability to um, read Be Here Now, which I now love and read, not most days, but I mean, I read it a ton. But it started with the lectures, Experiments in Truth. And then if you've already listened to that one, uh, Love, Service, Devotion is sort of the next step for that one. His books are also incredible. I love Grist for the Mill. I love Polishing the Mirror. Um, and the movie Going Home on Netflix is incredible. And there's a new one coming out called Becoming Nobody, uh, which is also wonderful. Um, going Home on Netflix is just the perfect 30-minute meditation on what it was like visiting with him, um, a nice kind of overall of his teachings, and just a really nice capturing of the vibe. And that's really what it was about, um, was a vibe of, of love and compassion and really, really sweet. That being said, this is not, <laughs> this is a very silly episode. You'll see. So I'm being, I'm being reverent now. Uh, it's about to get very, very silly. And I, I guess we needed that too. Maybe that was part of the, the morning process was, was wanting to laugh. And I'm happy to share that with you. Um, okay. Switching gears a little bit. I am going on tour or I'm currently on tour. All of the dates are at PeteHolmes.com. I'm going to be in Brea, California, Oxnard, California, Nashville, St. Louis, Cleveland, San Jose, Houston, and Phoenix. More dates are being added uh, most weeks. I'll add a couple more dates. All of them are available at PeteHolmes.com, uh, at Pete Holmes. Also, this episode is brought to us by our wonderful friends at Kachava. I know it's uh, the new year. It's New Year's Day. I felt like we've been taking enough episodes off uh, for holidays. I was like, let's just drop one on New Year's Day. Um, and for those of you that are maybe made a resolution to eat more plants, uh, maybe get your health in check uh, diet-wise, I highly recommend Kachava. Our wonderful nanny and friend Katie was just like, what's that code for Kachava? I was like, yep, it's about that time of year. If you're curious about what it feels like to feel high on nutrition, what it feels like to give every cell in your body things it was craving that you didn't even know it was craving, like manganese from raw cacao, stuff like that, adaptogens, protein, fiber, um, greens, veggies, superfruits. It's all in Kachava. It's a great place to start. Um, I bought it to add to my smoothie. I always say this. It ends up, it is my smoothie. You can add it literally just to water. It's a superfood drink mix. It comes in chocolate. comes in vanilla. It's absolutely delicious. It's 100% plant-based. It's got omega-3s. It's got eight superfruits, 17 greens and veggies. Boom. That's why I travel with it. It's hard to get greens and veggies on the road. Not when it's in a bag that you take with you in your carry-on. Easy peas. It's gluten-free, soy-free. There's no artificial sweeteners or preservatives. There's just enough coconut nectar, which is a low glycemic sweetener, to make it sweet and delicious. There's powdered coconut milk in there, which is genius because it mixes with the water and turns into coconut milk, which makes it it's creamy and delicious. Delicious. Just out of the bag. Uh, 24 grams of plant-based protein keeps you full for hours. 9 grams of fiber. A lot of people are taking it as a meal replacement. I certainly do that. I didn't know people are doing it for weight management. Obviously, I can see that because you... You take it, keeps you full. It's like a meal in a pill, uh, and it fills you up with good stuff as opposed to junk. You can feel amazing. That is basically the, the main thing I tell people is it makes you feel 
incredible because your body is getting the nutrients that it needs. And you can show your support for this podcast. So that's a bonus. Go to kachava.com slash weird. K-A-C-H-A-V-A dot com slash weird. Give it a try and show your support of this always free show. All right, guys. This is not the Ramdas tribute episode. This is this is a, a, a some Ramdas, but mostly a silly, silly fun time. And I hope you enjoy it. Get into it. Well, you can sit the farthest because whoever sits here is going to have to cuddle with me. And we're cuddle buds, but <laughs> we're cuddle buds. Sandwiched in between the two. Omg, the the sex tense here is very high. <laughs> what you get when you invite me to the podcast. OMG. Yep. You can have the Maharaji blanket. How appropriate. Oh. I know. You like it? I kind of like it when I have a Maharaji blanket to be warm in. That's his blanket. What if it was? He made it of himself. <laughs> he had a blanket of himself. You have three pairs? All blankets oh, are his blankets. People. It's not going to reach. Oh, it's don't, okay. You know, I don't need it. Don't worry, studies. Take I don't these. Need it. No, I don't need it. You can have it. I feel very neutral. You're more of the musgiskin needs them. I got to I gotta watch my angles here for the sibilance and things. What is sibilance? Sibilance. <laughs> I know it's what Wayne says in Wayne's world. <laughs> Just to say it differently. It's like the, the S's and the B's. That's so they made a word with lots of S's and B's <laughs> to test the I think S so. and B levels. Oh. That's my that's my understanding of it. Maybe it's like I'm the word wrong. Impediment. And I should be like really if you can say impediment. You're over your impediment. Like you pointed that out, Valerie. To me oh, once. impediment. But speech impediment <laughs> is the most <laughs> fucked up thing. Like you have this thing and you won't. You'll struggle. To, I'm not trying to be funny. In fact, impediment. Valerie knows that I find stuttering never funny. Mm. It, I hate it. He will make fun of almost anything. And that is like, if, that's true. If anyone makes fun I'll of correct someone with someone. stutter. I'll be like, that's not fair. Yeah. <laughs> that's <laughs> he like, feels very passionately about that's it. That's my thing. Why? Well, I, I've done a little work on it. I, when I was in um, the Cape, have you been to the Cape? <laughs> Town? God. Cape Town? Not Cape Town. Cape Cod. My family okay. was there one summer. Um, and our neighbor there, his name was Paul. And I, I, he had a stutter. And I think I teased him because maybe other mm. kids were teasing him. And my dad, it's one of those moments where you, the power of dad, like a lifetime of like, I think appropriate shame. You shouldn't tease someone because like we were watching yeah, the- news bloopers last night because we watched Honey Boy, which is great. And a little dark. So Val, dark. Val and I were like, let's palate cleanse. So we watched news bloopers. And okay. some of them were just like a weatherman who couldn't say a word. And I was like, why is that in here? I want, mm. I want a drunk guy in the background during the news. Like, or, or I want someone that says boobs by accident. I don't want someone that just struggles saying sibilance. <laughs> How is that entertainment? Look at him try. It's so primal. It's like, yeah. you failed. You failed the pack. It's like it's the same thing uh, with a limp or something, like someone with yeah. a cane. And then that goes all the way to someone eating alone. I don't like it. But where, <laughs> but where do you draw the line? When is it no longer someone trying? Like the guy that says boob by accident. I know. He, n- he also fucked up. Yeah. So where do you draw your line? Stuttering is... 
we could do a whole study on this because like him saying boob, it's always when the, the weather person is attractive or something. And he's like, okay. and it's uh, good to see a, a boom, uh, a boom in the, in the weather. Ah! <laughs> and that's funny because it exposes humanity. It's like a fart. It's fun. He, he had a boner fart. He was like, <laughs> but why can't a, st- why isn't a stutter that too? It is. It's but just so more... uncontrollable. Like that's yeah. that's just a that's a slip on the ice. Anyone can do it. But mm. if someone has leg braces, I'm gotcha, not trying to be gotcha. funny. It's yeah, different. No. It's yeah. different. It is. It's the it's the perpetual. They slipping. keep slipping. Mm-hmm. That's right. So the definition of comedy being, which I don't fully agree with, but a benign violation. What makes it benign is that otherwise this guy was communicating effortlessly, and then he accidentally said "boob." The occasional fart is funny, but a farting <laughs> problem. <laughs> if you have a condition Dude. where you can't stop. Farting. I was going to Thomas, my friend Thomas's house for Thanksgiving, and he was like, "Just so you know, my grandfather can't stop farting, and what? it's going to be a thing." And it wasn't funny. <laughs> oh my god! He just kept ripping these little Italian farts. What made my- them Italian? I don't know. They're like, Wait, "That's was- like a Chelsea Peretti joke." Full disclosure. <laughs> Shout out to Chelsea. She has a joke where she says, "I laugh like." <laughs> so-, so that's her joke. That's your laugh, Chelsea. Forward it to Chelsea. So my dad has this story that I always enjoyed. Uh, it's a real, from what I know, it's a true story. But he's a pastor of a church, and after a Sunday, after a Sunday service, one time a man walked up to him, asked for prayer for healing. This is the kind of church they were in. And uh, he was asking, like, well, what, what can I pray for you for? And he's like, oh, it's just it's personal. He kind of skirted it at first. He's like, Look, if you want to give me any specifics, we're not. Whatever. Like, well, I, I have a farting penis. Here we go. <laughs> Everybody get in line for the circus. The tickets are free. You just have to hear this story. Farting penis. <laughs> Farting dick, my dick will fart when it's at rest and when it's at stop. Oh my god! I could sing about this for another twenty-five minutes. <laughs> Please, farting dick nobody's stopping. But in the balls, farting the size of big gay smiles. He's got a dick urethra. Oh, here comes Eureka. Oh, we no. almost had it. <laughs> you should you should have quit while you were ahead. I didn't so want. I want. I tried to. So is the farting penis? <laughs> is the farting penis condition oh funny? God. I mean, apparently okay. yes. <laughs> if we don't know them, here's here's what it is. We don't know them. If it's okay, if it's my <laughs> farting penis, that is a tragedy. God. I got a dick that sounds I like disagree. a balloon. I that think you're if your penis was farting, you would enjoy it. You would think it was funny. It doesn't. Did he give details? No, it's it apparently fart? a very serious condition. Like there's some sort of. <laughs> I laugh because we we're already on the record laughing about it, and you're like, it's a very serious condition. Oh, no. Clownpenis.org is a there's some foundation. Sort of tubes that you know. I, I'm not. A, I'm not a doctor. <laughs> I thought but we some, invited a doctor. Somehow on. the tubes get crossed in inside. Yeah, the, oh. all the digestive tubes got crossed up somehow or something. So, uh, oh wait, it's a real is, dick that farts ass farts. His, no, I mean, <laughs> his <laughs> dick is clearing out. Like it's oh, like yeah. I have to fart front or the back, governor. <laughs> Should I go out the front or the service entrance, governor? All gas is British. <laughs> Should I take it around the front then? Back seems a bit busy. 
big old turd back there, isn't there? I'll go to the front. I mean, shout out to all my farting dick listeners. I mean, I kind of mean it. Like, I hope you're laughing, too. But this is it. So I say on stage, I'm like, I don't think we're more offended. I just think everybody has a voice. So somebody with the farting penis condition maybe does listen to this podcast and maybe loves it. And then they can tweet at me and I'll, yeah. my heart will break. This yeah. is what's happening. <laughs> this is how you grow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, come on. That was Valerie. Valerie I did that. not do that. That was Valerie. She went. I did not do that. I heard the, the podcast down. recently where you threw her under the bus for the for shitting. Yes, we talk no, about Will that a lot. Forte threw me under the bus. It's my Will Forte. No, actually, <laughs> Val under the bus. He for didn't. Shitting. You did it. And I, for the record, I was not the one that used the poop. Well, tell the story. He came in and he was like, "Your bathroom smells like poopery." He said, "I went to the bathroom and someone I had clearly Forte just sprayed and poopery." And Pete went, "That was Val." Was Val. Yeah. Like, yeah. how did you know? And also, no, well, it was. Wasn't. How many shitters are in this shit house? But I, <laughs> but there were oh. there were multiple people. We're at just our morning house. radio at this point. <laughs> <laughs> like this is why morning radio. And in the morning you're so tired. Yeah. You know what I mean. Morning radio doesn't hold up to the scrutiny of the afternoon. They're like, this is just because we just woke up. But you just gotta raise it, like raise it, like an octave for the penis fart. <laughs> Yeah, I was gonna say. I think oh, no! it's gotta be small. It's gotta be smaller than that. It's like I, I haven't done the math, but it's gotta be around an octave. Yeah. Oh man, <laughs> our musical expert on the penis part. Oh no. Well, who said that it, com- comedy is someone else slipping on? Tragedy is me slipping on a banana peel. Comedy, is someone else slipping on a banana. Nora peel? Ephron. Yeah, no. Did she? She said, "If you slip on a banana peel." Then the joke is on you. But if you write about slipping on a banana peel, then you the joke the laugh is yours. Oh, <laughs> I know she's she was really brilliant. She was is she dead? Mm-hmm. Oh, quite famously. <laughs> how did she die? Leukemia, I think. Oh. There's a whole documentary about how she was like so honest in her writing. And that, like that banana peel thing, was like her philosophy. But then she ne- didn't tell anyone that she was sick. Wow. And just like died. Yikes. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was good. Yeah. That was a good, that was that was a good, good penis about it. <laughs> My hope is that Darren, Darren, the penis forter who's listening, is like, <laughs> this is so good to be teased. Because I. <laughs> What yeah, was of I, course. That's what you hope. Because that's then what you I can hope. Because then I can keep doing it. <laughs> no, I was. We watched a movie recently where the, where it demonstrated the power of being roasted. I forget. It was something we were just watching, and I was like, "There's something about being made fun of to your face that that takes away the sting of it." Well, we talk all the time about how you really like to be roasted because it makes you feel seen. Yeah, <laughs> and like if you have enough self love. You can kind of be like, yeah, I am like that. It's like someone knocks you over, and if there's a mattress of self-love, you can bounce back up and be like, good one, Robert (laughs) Kelly. It's like somebody knocks you over, you bounce from a mattress, and you go, thanks for the touch. (laughs) Still, it felt good to be touched. Yeah. Yeah, If you're desperate enough for touch, as I am in that way. (laughs) Oh, God. Wait, I have a bad penis fart joke. Okay. Go ahead. No, no, is tell it, the joke. No, no. Is you, it knock you, knock? Go ahead. This is too I bad. love that I this is the Ramdas tribute. <laughs> this is the Ramdas tribute episode. This is the Ramdas. 
mind. It might have put a jolly in your wally. Oh, my God. Oh, my sweet yeah, Lord. I don't, know. I don't know how you segue. We don't have to. Keep talking to your fart dick. I was just going to say, like, if, if I had a farting penis and you didn't make fun of me, I would feel more awkward, I think. Yeah. There's a way no. of calling it out. But then there's the Punky Brewster episode that really broke my heart where there was a, 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 an overweight girl. What is white? How do you be over it? You know what I mean. Hefty, husky. Okay, don't continue. Just <laughs> Heavy set, a real fat pig. <laughs> oh my God, no. She was the me in the episode. And on the episode, this was a real traumatic thing for healing, but also hard. It's an episode of PB, and she keeps making fun of herself. She's like, well, Lord knows I want a piece of cake, and everyone would laugh. And then at the end of the episode, they're like short episodes. She's like, well, I do it, because if I do it, no one else can do it. And then I was like, that was me at home watching, feeling so sad. So that sucks. If you have a farting penis, and you're just like, who farted, me or you or my dad? (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's also the the amount of joking. Yes. Yeah. It's like maybe an occasional one. Yeah. But maybe. every time somebody farts, you still make fun of my farting penis. Then I'm going to start getting sensitive, maybe. <laughs> Are yeah. we sure that it's ass hair going out the front? <laughs> I can't be sure. I mean, what, it sounds like maybe point, the penis just makes a noise. At what point does no, it become ass air? No, it, it was a, <laughs> a dangerous condition. It was he, It's he a was dangerous looking. condition <laughs> this day and age oh to have God. all your faults coming out of the front. <laughs> This is the most irreverent, <laughs> insensitive. Yes, it wasn't. It wasn't it's a the roundest tribute episode. We <laughs> have clips of roundest queued up. <laughs> I was gonna play one to set the mood, <laughs> and now all we're doing is digging our grave deeper and deeper. And you said it's a rare condition. Let's say a name. any good news. I'm really just like, I just want you to try to find a, a connection. Way? Like, yeah, do a segue. Try to find a way to like connect. Well, you never did your joke though. Yeah, here. Oh, okay. Hear it. I think so the listeners. I'm, just, I'm, I'm remembering as a that listener here. That is why you it's are a podcaster, youngies. <laughs> It's so bad. I almost wish we had forgotten. Um, I was. It was something along the lines of like ass air or penis air. Between those, there's a vast difference. Oh my god! Oh. Don't 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 oh don't 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 don't. There's a vast difference between my ass and my dick. Oh my god! I loved it. You're the best. Okay, I don't know. I tried. I tried to join. It's okay. I don't I want to put it to the testes. I don't oh, know what's go. happening. Scrote. Um, what should we talk about next? I, uh, Dick. I just yelled, Dick. <laughs> Dick and balls. Oh my god. Well, Woo. this is the Rump episode. <laughs> Can we be real? Every episode of this podcast has been the Ram Dass. That's, That's right. Like I finally not that not that this Sorry. is important, Coughing. but it's not like I'm going to start quoting Ram Dass now. Sorry. Sorry, what happened? You spit. I, yeah, <laughs> I liked it. It's on the blankie. It was no. minimal. It's fine. It was... Well, I'm sitting here with a sweet lady Val and Michael Gunger, two of my faves, peeps, evers. 
Aww. I bring Aww. everything to a stop. <laughs> and welcome to You Made It Weird. This is the alternate theme song, yeah. There was laser sounds behind all of that. But it was just Pete doing all of this. And then he got one note and it was, can we get a new theme song? Can you hire someone like Reggie to do the theme song? I can do what Reggie does. It's the Tim Allen noise. Oh my god. Is it impossible to do that noise? Like only he can do that. Nobody can do it. This is a call in 1999. Tim, good news. You're going to be Buzz Lightyear. It's it's dated enough now that it's funny again. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. it's McRib is what you're saying. It's yeah. back. Mm. <laughs> okay, here's how I'll tie it in. <laughs> it's actually a Richie Roar. Something that I find very interesting, going back to jokes, all these terrible jokes we've been making-ish, and uh, spirit, and Richie has, has this great thing that he says about the true self. So, right, there's the false self, which is your ego and your, the mind and your story, which I'd love to talk to you guys about because I was just listening to this by Michael Gunger again in preparation. Really? For this, and I was just quietly crying yeah. as I put Lee down. I had my earbuds in, which I've never done. Uh, and I was just holding her and listening. And it's just fucking phenomenal. It's mm, fucking perfect. phenomenal. Perfect. Oh. And you scored it. So there's music, and you're like, oh. Jesus Christ, it's so good. I didn't have any laser beams in it, though. So oh. it was really missing Well, out. that was our one note, actually. Yeah. We want Pete to just come in and be like, pew, 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 pew. And this, beloved, pew, pew. Oh, my God. The poems are so good. The Thank one you. that I heard this morning was you were like, do your idols make you happy, beloved? Mm. They're like, then play with them and dress them and paint their nails and oh, hold them up to the sky. I'm just paraphrasing it. Mm. Maybe you could do it better than me, but uh, you're like, and when you're done it. with them, throw them in the fire of love. Oh. <laughs> you guys see the new Star Wars? <laughs> My name is Red. Oh my god. I was in girls. <laughs> my dick. My dick. Oh my god. I'm so happy to see you guys. Yeah, I've been having a great time. This is this is That's all so you gunkies. I just spent all morning oh with him and he was not like this. That's not He's entirely happy. true. He's happy but I love that here. you still enjoy it. It makes I me do. so happy How... to see you happy at his <laughs> absurd dick farting Star Wars laser beam <laughs> spiritual poetry oh, mashup. I love it. I mean, yeah. It is. You wild. put the nickel in the jukebox because you said there were no laser beams. And I was like, we'll see about that. <laughs> I don't think that's. I don't think I get the credit for that. Here's what I'm going to lob to you, to you, to use. I was going to say fellas. You can be fellas. Use. To use, use to use twos. Use twos. A U2 cover band called Use Twos. Here we go. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've 
knew from the Sweet Lady Val line, the riff seatbelt. Here we go. Click. Buckle up. We're coming into a riff. Something about used shoes. Maybe they're from Jersey Sunday, Bloody Sundays. Bruce Springsteen impression. Something's happening. Something's happening. Okay. The true self cannot be offended. That's what I'm going to lob to you guys. What do you think about that? Richie Rohr is dropping heat since like 1991. (laughs) Okay, way before that. And he always talks about how the true self can't be offended. And when you are offended, I think this is some badass stuff to say because Christians, as I've joked on stage, sort of define themselves, at least mine did, and at least I did, by what you're offended by. That was our thing. Yeah. Fuck, that's offensive. It's happening right now with gay G's. On Netflix, there's a gay Jesus, and everyone's upset at Netflix. Really? And Richie's like, if you're offended, that's that's the doctor pointing at the x-ray at where you're still clinging, yeah. where you're still identifying, and where you've forgotten who you really are. Cliff Notes version is you are awareness itself, you are consciousness itself, you are light, you are the indwelling of being itself, mm-hmm. and everything else is just a story. That's not to say that there aren't things that I guess are nasty, but, like, you can be unattached. What do you guys think? What do you think, Val? Welcome to Date well, <laughs> What do you think? Well, I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh He's shoving his microphone in her face. Oh. What do you think of that? <laughs> Rubbing it on her head. It's Billy on the street, but with deep spiritual things. There's only one consciousness, and we all share it. <laughs> Thing. It's Some, a lot of people. Somebody things. does that, and it's my favorite to like open to like it's get really, the microphone in the wrong place. It's really <laughs> funny. Dave Hill used Ooh, to do it too. Really funny. I love it, um, and it feels great to have it done to me. <laughs> <laughs> it did feel a little. They got the foamy weird, top. You loved yeah, it. The yeah, foam we got foam. Yeah, it was like a Muppet. Yeah, it was like a Muppet. It was like a Muppet. Um, yeah, no, I love that part. And I love that he's saying it to a room full of Christians. But um, if I apply it, because like my first thing is to be like, yeah, I don't really feel like I'm offended that often. Um, but if I'm applying it to things like feminism or marginalized people or like thinking about it in terms yeah, that's of where I social to go. justice. Yeah. When is it okay to be like, hey, yeah. for other people? And I guess it just makes me wonder if there's a way I w- I'm sure Richie Rohr would say that there is a way to still um fight for marginalized people without being offended without getting lost in it yeah or maybe this is also or identifying that thinking, with it I think it's yeah. can it be like that is offensive but I'm uh, my true but I'm over here offend- but I'm over here seeing that that's offensive yeah I don't I know. Like that. Those are some of my thoughts. St. Gungies. Yeah. St. Gungies. You call me Captain Sprungies? Sprungies. Sprungies. I like that. <laughs> I when I want to ring the bell and I go, Captain Sprungies. <laughs> One of my new bits is someone rings the bell and I'll start talking to them before the gates open. Yeah. <laughs> People no. I've never met, I'll be like, Seth Greeny, green sleeves. And I'm opening the door. What a nightmare. I feel like that is, uh, is kind of weird, but it, it is more normal than like pretending. That I'm not. Like, uh, like I know you can hear me, but I'm not going to talk yeah. to you until I open this gate. Yeah. No, it was nice, actually. I'm behind wood. 
That moment when you hear the door open between that and the gate opening yeah. Yeah. would be an awkward... It's kind of an awkward yeah. t- season of time. It's it a purgatory. Is. It's just right in there like, we're going to be talking. We know, both know we're both here. Yeah, yeah I exactly. can see the shadow cast by your so feet I liked it. like no country. I, I think you should keep doing that. I'm going to keep doing it. Uh, as Lord far as knows, I can't stop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it seemed, I, I agree with you, Val. I think there's something about a fence that feels different to me than... Um, anger, mm. or um, especially quote unquote righteous anger, where there's like, mm. you know, like the the person stuttering being made fun of. If you're sitting there with somebody being bullied, and there would be like a detached, aloof, nihilistic sort of way that you can handle of like, well, I don't give a fuck. It's not me. Um, right, which I don't think is what Richard Rohr would be talking no. about. Like, I'm not offended. I don't care. Yeah. Like offended, <laughs> or or, or any of the stuff that's like it's somebody's like being, you're being possessed by it. Like your offense takes you over, and you think that's who you are. I think for me, offense there's an emotional uh, there's a, there's an egoness about offense when I think about offense. That it's like it's not just it's not just hey stop. Mm-hmm. It's. I can't believe you would. Right. You would the, do that to me. And there's there's a, you take it on you you take this yeah you take a weight on about it. It's not there's no lightness about it anymore. Yeah. That's what I mean by you let it possess you. Yeah. And it actually, like it can be happening, and you can go like, but it's not. It's not my identity. I think when we when we build our identity by the things that offend us, I'm not really an expert on this subject, Aristotle. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like it um, also, like Dax Shepard talks about um, when you're offended for someone else, how that will make it about you. Mm. And so like there is a way that it can also be counterproductive in, the, in fighting for other people yeah. is when you're just taking it. Because being offended is almost egocentric because in the sense of being like, hey, I've built this identity and something that you are saying or doing is question making me question that part of that identity. Like what's at the core of that feeling? It's feeling like your identity is somehow threatened. So then it just becomes all about you and the identity that you've built, even if it's not an issue that directly affects you Mm. like it's not okay or like you said you build an identity on being like i'm the type of person that would be offended if you you know made fun of somebody with a stutter yeah i'm replaying our whole riff as we're talking (laughs) (laughs) like did our riff ruin this conversation (laughs) no no i don't think so i think think that it's holding on to it lightly when you're not offended but you're was Jesus offended as he's turning over the tables? Is a good mm. question. Right. I don't think so. I doubt it. Mm-hmm. Well, that but, actually, yep. Sorry, buddy. But no, like you, you can, you can, when it does become about you, when it does become about you hanging on, I think about when I used to, as an evangelical Christian, go to the movies, I'd be with somebody, maybe a parent or somebody that we'd, a scene would happen and a fence would set. And you could just feel it. Like everybody's laughing. <laughs> yeah. And then all of a sudden a sex scene happens and then after that, nobody's laughing as much yeah. because we are offended. Yes. And there's like, now we're not actually present to what's happening in the Ooh. movie. We're still stuck. I got a good one. On something. Yeah. Let's hear it. The I two monks. 
Who told the story? Yeah, I know what you're saying. Eki tolls. Two monks are walking, and a woman needs help to cross a small like riverbank without getting her dress wet mm-hmm. or something. And one of the monks picks her up and carries her across and puts her down. And then they keep walking. They're on like a five-hour walk, the two monks. And like a couple hours after the monk put the woman down, the other monk goes like, it's like two hours later. He's like, uh, you know, what were you doing? Um, you're not supposed to touch a woman. Mm-hmm. We're monks. Mm-hmm. Like that's, and he goes, are you still carrying her? I put her down two hours ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Boom. Exactly. Like, are you still watching the sex scene? I've watched movies with the pastor in the room and everyone's offended for exactly. them. Exactly. That's well, usually yeah. what it is. Yeah. I remember my roommate, Chuck, and I, he had a very, um, it was a Christian college, obviously, very, very kind of pious girlfriend. And we were we were playing a video game, Metal Gear Solid, and there was a part, but she was in the room. Chuck loved this game. Yeah. And she was in the room, and something happened that was violent or weird in a PlayStation 1 sort of way. I don't know how violent it could be. One red pixel the size of a pizza box goes flying across the screen. And he was like, oh, my goodness. Like, he said something like that. <laughs> and we, to our credit, just laughed in his fucking face. We were like, oh, my. Oh, my goodness. Because his girlfriend, Harmony, was in the room. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, yeah. Harmony's here. But I've had the pastor yeah. in the room. And you know what? I, I, I talk about my dad a lot on this podcast, and sometimes it's always like trying to figure him out. There's things that he would do that were awesome and confusing, too. My mom would have a prayer group over this almost made my book. I cut it out. And every, so there'd be like 50 church people in the, in the room and the pastor. Then my mom is hosting. You can imagine how tense my mom is. And my dad, when it's quiet, would be like, so the pastor, when you go to the bathroom, do you play with your do-to-do? <laughs> <laughs> and we're laughing. They are not laughing. The air is sucked out of the room. He goes, do you play with your do-to-do? No one laughs. And then he goes, you know, it's when you take the empty toilet paper roll, put it up to your mouth and go, do to do Still no one is laughing. But my dad Ooh. is saying, don't act like you don't like Metal Gear Solid, Chuck. You yeah, know what I mean? Just because sure. Harmony's in the room. Yeah. I think that's the difference between offense and anger. Like, anger happens. It's an emotion that occurs in the moment. Offense is when you grab onto it. It's not actually about the thing anymore. Yeah. Right. It's about some other thing. It's your it's identity. A, it's your ego. Too. It's your ego and it's your story. And you're yeah. like, oh, I don't like things like that. I remember watching Ace Ventura and there's the sex scene to In the Jungle, The Quiet Jungle. The Lion Sleeps Tonight. <laughs> Listen, I'll just sing it. Oh, we moe, oh, we moe. Loop it. Oh, we moe. Oh, we loop this, please. Oh, we moe. Please loop this. Oh, we moe. Oh, we moe. Please loop this. Oh, we moe. I think, I think Aristotle can loop it. Loop this, but cut out me saying loop it. Oh, we moe. Oh, we moe. Oh, we moe. Oh, we so they're fucking and it's just the bed frame hitting the wall to that song and all the grown-ups because they're watching this movie with kids they all stop laughing and now the tone has been somebody as my friend josh cheney said someone fudged the punch someone pooped in the punch bowl basically (laughs) they're the ones that have had sex shouldn't they it's like how old people when we do comedy and like there's a lot of old people shouldn't they be the least offended totally shouldn't they have seen everything oh my god yeah. but at a certain point harmony's in the room because they think they're gonna die soon or something and they're like i never because she's acting like she's never done a bad thing in her life just because she's 80 Bitch, you had eight decades to be a fucked up crazy person and now you're acting like my joke is inappropriate <laughs> 
It's pretty good. You should have more people on that are not comedians, but just think you're funny because oh my just, god, like, fires you on. That's right. But we're rested too. We you're haven't rested. been doing much. And when I'm rested, I'm like, I'm gonna do everything. Go ahead, Mama. And it's a thing of like friends. We talk about this all the time that it's there's like a type of mania that you get when you're like feel so safe and you're you just want to make your friends laugh. Yeah, not even you specifically. Sleepover friends. Yeah, sleepover. Friends. Well, since your podcast, we've become the closest friends ever. Yeah, <laughs> we're like family. So great. We're family yeah. friends. Yeah. It's true. You're family like friends. in trouble. Call Gungi's friend. Mm. Not that you know what I mean. Yes. What I realize is like comedians aren't necessarily the best. Like if if one of us is in trouble, we're not mm. necessarily like we're we're good. I don't want to say we're fair weather, but there's something not good as gold about a comedian <laughs> friendship. <laughs> I don't want to shit on us because I'm guilty of it too. Oh, but yeah. there's something not good as gold about it. And you and Lisa are like family. Meaning, if if I don't know. Let's say I was scandalized for that singing that Jew <laughs> joke line. Yeah, yeah. They're like, Holmes has gone too far. He made fun of the dick fodders and he made a he riff about a big wheeled bicycle woman. He's canceled. <laughs> Guess what? I got 500 people that won't answer the phone and Gungies would, would come over with oh, a I casserole would. and wearing his Gungies pants and would be family and friends. Yep. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Would you guys say keep a Christmas? <laughs> I haven't even mentioned Ramdas. I'm just kidding. Okay. I just was thinking, like, I got stressed. I was like, what if people are, like, really sad about Ramdas? I'm not even like, going to call this the Ramdas okay. trivia episode. <laughs> like, they can't this is be. Michael Gunger Returns. Okay. Oh, that decision was made by the board a long time ago. During this, during this conversation, a board of my elders met and were like, you can release it, but don't call it the Ramdas tribute episode. Yikes. When you ever say yikes and it sounds like you're taking a bite out of something. Yikes. Oh my god. Yikes. Yikes. Wow. This good good silly silly mood. This we're is at, a real we're, silly we're mood. due for a silly one. Go do for a silly one. It, I'm telling you, this just like came out of nowhere. I've been hanging out with a different version of Pete all morning. <laughs> he was great, but not like this. Yeah, but you wanted to talk about your life goals at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah, that's true. I have I different appreci- gears. I'm a Subaru Outback. Standard. I do appreciate you not being in this mode when I was What if like- you were like, I don't know. Should I keep doing this or do that? Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> And when it was a Ramdas tribute episode, I did tell a story about a farting penis in that context. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, That's right. So it kind of <laughs> threw a wrench. Yeah. It threw a wrench. But really? you know what? I'm so grateful that it's this. It's just Perfect. whatever it is. It's what it is. What? And it's silly, silly fun time. What was I thinking? There was a way that that tied into RD. The farting penis? All of that stuff. Well, he was the guy that, that was all about get over it. You said something in your book, This Becoming Free by Michael Kunku. <laughs> you say something that I love, which is about one of the things that I had to get over in life is the, is the narcissism. I don't want to take us out of accountability, but believing that everything in the universe comes down to like what you, well, like we were sort of raised thinking that like the divine almighty being behind all things was sitting on the edge of his throne waiting to see if I was going to say fuck or not. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And if you didn't, he'd be like, okay, he's still a good boy. Yeah. 
And and they, oh, did he say fuck while he while I was saying he's still a good boy? Then he's a bad boy. Oh, he said I'm sorry while I was saying he's a bad. He's a good boy. He said fuck twice. He's double bad. He repented and he was kneeling. Was he kneeling like in earnest? <laughs> this is God talking. God could be watching, but instead he's talking to an angel. Was he kneeling in earnest or was he tired? Was he tired or was it like a reverent kneel? One knee like proposed kneel or two knee sorry kneel? Two knee sorry kneel. All right. He can live. <laughs> and there is a narcissism to that. And that was something that Ramdas helped me with. And that's something that you helped me with, Gungis, too, which is get over yourself. Something about having a baby has really helped me go like. So the first time I went and saw Ramdas, I wrote about it in my book on the private retreat. I was so hung up on not jerking off because that was my psychology. Mm-hmm. Don't jerk off, then you're good. Jerk off, and you're bad. Because as I said a million times on this podcast and in the book, I wasn't tempted to lie, steal, cheat. I, wasn't, I didn't want to hurt people. I just didn't have those impulses. But I was a throbbing horn dog, and I wanted to blast huge <laughs> loads. <laughs> loads. Just constantly just like into a ceiling fan. Just, yeah! <laughs> Let it snow, baby! <laughs> Putting on the American Psycho oh clear raincoat. It's time for Pete time, baby! <laughs> but real talk, I was the kind of kid that if you jerked off once, God hated you, so you might yeah. as well jerk off three more times because you're like, this day's a wash. Oh. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It's say- like dieting. It's yeah. like, whoops, I ate a Cinnabon. I might as well have nine Cinnabons because I'm going to have to tell the Weight Watchers app that I just jerked <laughs> off into a ceiling fan. Whoops, wrong app. <laughs> Let it That's snow. my crank out. Let it snow. Let it snow. snow. <laughs> well, that song's officially ruined. And so is White Yikes. Christmas. <laughs> and so is Christmas. White so Christmas. Is White Christmas. Oh, my Jesus. Santa Claus is coming. <laughs> okay, come on. <laughs> That's what snow is. <laughs> oh, my God. That would be such a funny scene in a movie. Papa, what's snow? It's a wholesome Hallmark movie. And the last line, it's as it's fading out, like they're walking away. <laughs> like it's this whole scene about a dad getting his son back and they're walking down a point and it's fading out and you almost don't hear it. <laughs> Papa, what's snow? That's when God's coming. <laughs> and you're like, wait a minute. <laughs> and the pastor was watching with you and Harmony was in the room. Oh. Harmony. Harmony. Is okay. that a real name? True Betrayal? Oh, True Betrayal. <laughs> <laughs> you can't make up a name as good as Harmony. Harmony, it, like, yeah, it it's has to be your name. Perfect name. Perfect. What were we saying? Oh, so the first one I was worried about, I wanted to jerk off the whole time. And Ramdas said to me, I believe it's in the book, um, he says, masturbate or don't i love you unconditionally and i i pointed out that he was speaking as the big guy we often confuse that it's your ego i have to love everybody but that's ridiculous but when you're in your consciousness you realize my consciousness this is a straight round desk quote my there's nothing personal about awareness it's not my awareness it's not your awareness it just is it's awareness and it's and it's, it's one awareness mm-hmm. so that's what i i'm loving basically you're just loving isness you're loving what is you don't have to like somebody but you can still love them at that level it's it's people don't really explain that Mm -hmm. enough for my taste so anyway he was saying i love you Mm -hmm. that's it it's over so do it or don't isn't that funny that's what ramdas and i talked about he's like masturbate or or don't he's like you realize you could ask me anything (laughs) but he was like masturbate or don't he also told my friend 
Um, he was like, masturbate in front of a picture yeah. of Maharaji. Yeah. He was like, do it. Mm-hmm. So you get it through your head that you're not a good boy when you're not and a bad boy when you are. Mm-hmm. That it, you, you were born in. You're okay. Mm-hmm. You're okay. Did I tell you about my Ram Ram masturbation recently? I can't wait. Oh my God, I can't wait. I'm just going to say, oh, to keep put going, a, to, keep going. No, no, I want to hear Ram Ram masturbation, but it, the second part is so th- brief. After having a baby, I went and sat with Ram Das again. We can talk about more later when we're doing our, our D memories, um, if we do. I couldn't have cared less about any of that. Once you have a baby, you have this master class in caring and loving something that's outside of you as yourself, as much more than yourself. And that's what we're all sort of called to do. That's what Christ is called to do, to see yourself, to see your neighbor. That's what Mr. Rogers is telling us. Everybody is pointing us to it's all one thing. When you help someone, you're helping yourself. There's mm-hmm. no, no one in the other boat, as I'm always saying, which is a Ram Dass quote as well. And now that Leela is in our lives, when I went, I couldn't even get in touch with the part of me that thought that that was important. Like, it was just like, what? I'm hanging out with Ramdas. I'm hanging out at his house. And I, the other thing that I wanted to share was Ramdas. Somebody was going through something while I was there, and they were very stressed out, and they didn't know which choice to make between two things. And Ramdas, towards the end of his life, wasn't speaking much, and he pointed to his head and just went, entertainment. Meaning, that was also what I was doing with the jerk-off debacle. Mm-hmm. It's so much harder to flow with the Tao to lay it all down, to realize it's here. As Muji always says, given the choice between the destination and the journey, the ego will always choose the journey. So that's what I was doing. I was going, well, if I can just not jerk off instead of just realizing I'm already baked into the perfection. And that's what he's saying. He's saying, just be here now. I love you. You're here now. Everything's okay. But my brain keeps going, entertainment. But if I jerk off, I'm a bad boy. And that's, that's a fucking lie. And that was a big part of his message. And the second part, because of Leela, I just didn't care at all about whether or not I was good or bad. I was just soaking in a frequency of love that was there when I had selfish thoughts, angry thoughts, whatever, horny thoughts. If I thought about an ass, who cares? I was isness thinking about an ass, and I was okay. What a gift he gave me in those two trips. Yeah. Ram, ram, jerk off. Unless you have a thought on well, that. Well, let me, let me put a thought on that and then I'll get to the Ram Ram jerk off. Because I, I do think there's some, even starting this when we were in the Ram Das mode, <laughs> to me it was starting perfectly and beautifully in that what, one of the things I love about Ram Das and, and his teachings is the humor, the, the light handedness about all of it. There is no, there's something about when somebody can laugh mm. and somebody can be silly. Uh, that to me is like when I hear spiritual teachers that can't, or it's like very serious all the time, very somber, very reverent. What are you, what are you leaving out? What yeah. you don't get the joke, like yeah. the joke, the capital J joke. I texted you that recently. Yeah, I think yeah. I realized why you're my favorite comedian. Cause you actually get the joke mm. of existence. It's fucking hilarious. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Everything is hilarious. If, That's that goes back to Richie. That's what he means. He's like, if you don't see the joke, of everything. If I don't see the joke that I went to a hermitage and was like, don't touch your meat, that's <laughs> hilarious. That's hilarious. And you know what? Ramdas read it, didn't mention it. You know what I'm saying? Like, he didn't say, like, are you not jerking off? Like, there, yeah. there was no dogma pie. Like, it was, a, it was just another laugh in the, in the comedy. And to me, they go together. Like, the more room you have for reverence, like, the more reverent you can be in your life, 
give me that much blasphemy too. Mm, yeah. like, give, give me that much ridiculous yeah. absurdity in the humor. As as, mu- as many times as we talk about the Holy Spirit, give me some farting penis. Yes, that's on why the we other keep side it of it. Right. Because what? Where is the spirit? I think when Jesus talked about the spirit, like I thought about this recently, when when Jesus was, he made this comment about um, if if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you can never be forgiven. And I was like, I think that was a joke. <laughs> I think it was a joke because, like, who is there to blaspheme the Spirit? But the Spirit that right. is doing all of it, the Spirit that is all of life. And the movement of all things, how can it blaspheme itself? So if you're somebody outside of what is, with the spirit, what Jesus you can't. Sound funny. It's so wow, crazy to I think about that. that. That's hilarious. But I think a lot of what he said was probably in, originally funny. Yeah. And people probably didn't get the joke. Wow. But there, I do think there's something about um, when you, when spirituality becomes about this one really narrow like reverent, serious, somber space. Well, that's... Yes. You're missing it. But I think that on the opposite side, too, there's some people that can't go to that place. They just say all in the silly zone, and they're afraid to go into the super reverent... And that's and where God is. It's the relationship. It's like the electric bolt going between the two. It's, it's not a flaw in the system that irreverence exists. Of course, Irreverence exists because reverence exists. We know reverence because of irreverence. Yes. God it, is what is what joins them together. God is what allows both of them to be. God, God is, is the thing shooting between that. It's, yeah, it's all of it. That's it's, right. Um, but we always grew up thinking that a perfect place would be where we're all just going around and going like, harmonies in the room. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. But what's funny is... And when, we'd listen to hardcore hip-hop in the car with the windows up. Yeah, but what's funny, like, we're but that's also part of it. That the, the offense is also it. Yeah, so it's hilarious yeah. when you can observe that and laugh, right? Yeah. Or be offended or whatever. There's no, there's no getting outside of it. There's no hiding from it. There's no moving away from it. Right. So what is there to be offended at? I think that's what Richard Rohr is getting. I think that's what mm. Ramdas his whole life was about. Was like it's all in the game. It's all there. What do you? You're offended. Okay, cool. Be offended. That's uh, right. That's. And you know really what he would narrow say? aspect. I just it. heard his voice. You're offended. I'm Dick. How are you? That's what he would say. <laughs> yeah. He one of the things that w- got craziest about Roundhouse is when he talked about, um, and I I don't I'm afraid of shots fired here. But sometimes he would talk about people that really identified as an alcoholic or an mm-hmm. addict or whatever. And he was always it's dangerous because those programs save lives and they're important. Yeah. And people's um, the meaning they give them help them work. I'm conceding all of that. Um, and he would try to nudge people to laugh at even that. I, I, and he, he'd get in trouble sometimes because he'd be like, that's what he'd say. It'd be like, uh, someone who quit smoking, he'd be like, oh, I haven't smoked in three years, seven, seven weeks, four hours and 22 minutes. And he's like, you're going to die from non-smoking. <laughs> that's a big Ramdas joke. And when people would be like, my name's Bill, I'm an alcoholic. He'd be like, I'm Dick. How are you? He was trying to laugh at all of it. And Ram, I know Ramdas liked comedy. He watched yeah. Colbert every night, I believe, mm. which I told uh, Stephen last time I did it. And I mentioned Ramdas on the air, and it meant a lot because mm. I felt like I was talking to him. It was like this really sweet, like I went on my spiritual father's favorite show and was yeah. like, "Well, my dad can beat up your dad." <laughs> no, I, I just kind of gave him some love, and it, it meant I don't know how that came out. There's this moment on Two Popes where we're only an hour in; we haven't finished it. But um, Pope Francis, who, the guy who becomes Pope Francis, makes a joke, and the the current Pope doesn't get it. And Val and I were just 
we talked for about 20 minutes about how we've never seen a movie so real for so they capture it what it really feels like when two different people are hanging out and he when we were talking about it we were like the Anthony Hopkins character forgive me Pope Benedict, Benedict doesn't get the joke and the joke is this is not a spoiler he goes this guy loves smoking I think you're going to love this. I'm glad you're hearing this. And maybe when you see the movie, you'll love it again. He goes, I love smoking. Do you think it's possible to smoke while praying? So he went and asked his priest. He's like, can you smoke while praying? He was like, of course not. And then his the other friend who also loves smoking said, no, he's you're a, asking. He's a Jesuit. I think that's. Oh, the part. joke is that the Je- he's a Jesuit. I didn't get that part. So I'm Pope Benedict in this scenario. <laughs> 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 at least I'm played Whoa. by at least I'm played by Anthony Hopkins. I mean, what an honor. <laughs> Uh, (laughs) I mean, I don't come off great, but I'm played by Sir Anthony Hopkins. (laughs) He doesn't do a flattering portrait, but one of the great. That's my Michael Fassbender Steve Jobs right there. That's fucking flattering. I love how it like imploded on you. Like it's all I about know. how he didn't get the joke. And- <laughs> I think I still got the joke. Yeah, you did. I, I mix one of the ingredients. This, the, the second one is is a Jesuit, and he goes, "You're asking the wrong question." I think this is brilliant. He goes, "You're asking the wrong question." He goes, "Go to him and say, can you pray while smoking?" Don't mm. say, can you smoke while yeah. praying? Because, of course, you'll get a yeah. no. Can you pray while smoking? And he'll be like, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You can pray all the time. And the, But the Pope... Can your smoking be prayer? That's right. Yeah. yeah. And the and the Pope didn't get it. He's like, oh, it's cause, because it's preposterous to smoke while you're praying. He, like, doesn't get it. And I was like, how did they, how did they capture... Exactly the feeling of two old men just missing each other yeah, yeah. <laughs> over his head and mm. over his little Pope hat. Yeah. I love really it. Good. But that's a clue that you're like, oh, the humor, I think, is a clue. Desmond Tutu and uh, who is it? It's Desmond Tutu and the Dalai Lama. The Dalai Lama, when they met each other, Rob tells yeah, the story. Yeah, I've heard that story. Tickle each other. Yeah, so great. I was like, yeah, yeah that's it. Totally. If, yeah. if you're not tickling, I'm not buying. Exactly. Yeah. And and of course you can't make that the you can whenever you make the thing the thing if yeah. you're like well yeah that's the, it's humor it's no it's are you free to be alive and be yeah. human yeah. and what are you cutting what are you cutting off from your spirituality and that's bring to the rum rum masturbation <laughs> can't it's wait like, what what in my life is cut off. From my heart. Where from can my I go that various... you're not there? Yeah. What What are you saying is a fucking error? That's that's a pretty big yeah. blasphemy to be like, this is an error. Yeah. Like the way that I feel is wrong and it shouldn't be, even though it is. <laughs> that's a weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh, but man. Can't be... yeah. Get but the, the thing is, it's bicycle. never that you can find yourself saying this is not part of it. And then you go, Oh no, I'm thinking this is not part of it. That's not part of it. And it just can be its own recursive spiral. Right. Uh, where can you find a way to put the yes in? Where can you find a way Mm -hmm. to bring Ram Ram in? whatever your thing is. So I'm not like a real mantra guy. Usually, uh, mantra, mantra (laughs) practices. Excuse me. What did you say? Mantra? Sorry. Mantra. Mantra. Is that a part of New Jersey? (laughs) Is that where used twos is from? Because I practice a mantra. Used twos. You brought it back. Brought it back. I love when You're Godzilla a fought professional. mantra. Yeah. Godzilla fought mantra. Very serene. Very serene. serene. You've never of, seen a giant lizard cross. On the Isle of Karma. 
You've never seen a lizard cross his legs, but he can do it. <laughs> little baby chicken legs. Oh you know why Godzilla's God. so mad? Someone was like, look at those little chicken legs. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, well, I'm going to destroy Tokyo. <laughs> All right, I shouldn't have. I guess I offended him. Triple circle. Okay, Gungies. You jerked it while doing it. Jerked it. So, so all this, uh, we were on a little microdose. Yeah, lovely. And uh, and all of a sudden, Rom Rom just started happening internally. Mm. Which, which, again, not a normal thing for me, but I was like, go with it. And right. it just was nonstop. It just, the world became Rom Rom Rom. Mm. Rom, rom and this rom. was when we were at the Rom yeah. Dust retreat? Okay. And you uh, jerked off? Gross. <laughs> That's <laughs> None horrifying. of us are learning anything. Oh my god, I was hanging out with you. Um, he Where did you died. That? Oh. that is so. Oh, 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 my, god. God, Mallory. oh my god, Mallory. Too far? Oh. I didn't, no, no, I didn't get it. Oh, well, you saw on my <laughs> face. Oh, you're so the sweet. The way you looked at me was <laughs> no. So I was bad. trying to get it. I was trying to get it. You, you said you jerked off at the Ramdas retreat. He died. Yeah, that's like that's like how. Don't you feel bad now? <laughs> Here's a new catchphrase. Baba laughs. That's when Ram does his laughing. Mm. Baba okay, laughs. Okay, Baba laughs. That's good. <laughs> okay, please. But yeah, so I, I was walking around enjoying whatever, the the beach and the ocean and the sun and the people and the palm trees and this world is beautiful and it's just all Ram, 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 Ram. And then all of a sudden I just felt like this surge of sexual energy. I was like, Ram, Ram, it's just Ram, 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 Ram. Mm. And, yeah. and I just felt the urge... But it, it, to even say I felt the urge, it was just like, oh, I see now the body's going to go masturbate back at the yeah. hotel in as Rom, being Rom. Right. Um, mm-hmm. It's like you say in your book, what game wouldn't you play? Yeah. I'm a man in Hawaii who's going to crank it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in a hotel. And it was only the whole time. Like through if, it. if you were infinite and... Oh, if you were everything, what game wouldn't you play? It's from this, Becoming Free by Michael Gunger. I think about it all <laughs> yeah. the time. Mm. And you see it in our TV. Every story, we can't stop telling horrible stories, beautiful stories, depraved stories, sexy stories. Mm. We just, if you were just, sometimes I think that the afterlife is you're just uh, empty consciousness and you can just go around the world at any time and just in, you can embody the ocean. What does it feel like to be the ocean? Was it feel like to be a deer eating grass? Was it feel like to be grass getting eaten? And what does it feel like being Michael Gunger going to crank it in a hotel mm-hmm. bathroom? What game wouldn't you play? And that's what I think the fuck is going on here. Mm-hmm. Something is going like only oh, this because you see it in our appetite for entertainment. There's nothing that we're not curious about. Mm-hmm. And if this isn't a big experiment to feel the ocean, to feel heartbreak, to feel horny, to mm-hmm. it's that's Ramdas. That's Ramdas saying. It's just stuff. Mm-hmm. What you're telling me is just stuff. And th- that was a big joke that he would say. He'd have people sit with him. He'd do mantra, Ram, 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 the whole time. And he'd just say, tell me the stuff that you wouldn't tell anybody. And the examples that he gives are jokes, but they, they sound kind of real. He's like, I can't come unless I'm thinking about my father's penis. <laughs> or like, that's a real one. And he's like, <laughs> wow. I, uh, wow. I, at night I tie myself up. Like I, like I have these weird masochistic rituals. And he's just like, it's just stuff. And he's like, Hey, the, you just stuffed me. Like, don't stuff my stuff. Like, we want our stuff, but he's just like, just hold it loosely. That's in the clip that maybe we will listen to. He's talking about the Tao is about don't push it away, but don't take it all in either. Like, pushing it away, you get lost 
in the aversion mm -hmm. and letting it all in you get lost in the attraction mm -hmm. and it's in the in between the two bolts that are shooting the lightning that's where god is that's it and that's where we can be and it feels nice it does feel nice when and, everything is part of it and when every it is all part of it it is all just this and when you stop fighting it and there's so much to be savored about everything and you jerked it I just realized. As Ram, like Ram Ram, including through orgasm, everything, not a moment that wasn't Ram Ram. Wow. Ram, 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 Ram. I love that. And it was wild. I mean, it was just like this wild. Wow. Uh, and funny enough, I mean, I'm getting real personal here <laughs> the podcast, but there was like a. We don't release I had a vasectomy. These. We, we haven't released these in years. <laughs> <laughs> this is just how I see people. Because I don't know if you've noticed, comedians are not good as gold. So you have to bring them in your house and give them a microphone, and you just go, thanks for feeding my soul. And they promote their albums to no one. <laughs> the joke's on them. But yeah, there was like, I had a vasectomy uh, this last year, and occasionally have had like post vasectomy pains. Mm. Um, and this was the time, this was like the worst one I've had. It was like, just like it getting kicked in the nuts. Oh. Yeah. This hasn't happened like this, but it just, all of a sudden it was like this tremendous pain. Oh. Um, and just, rom, rom, rom. I just, it was the, it was just this wild, wow. just wrong. It felt like this beautiful lesson because wow. it was through bliss and pain and, Ugh. Humanity and that was the R beach. RD was in such pain for the past 15 years. He was just in pain. Mm. And that, he told this story once. It wasn't his story, but he would tell a lot of stories that weren't his to help illustrate his point. And it was about this Indian saint that had nowhere to sleep, so he went and sat by the river, and there were mosquitoes. And he was, and I remember hearing this. The reason it stood out was because it was almost too saccharine. I didn't like it, but I, I'm... I'm appreciating it now. He goes, he said, thank you, God, for sending the mosquitoes so I can stay awake and think about you. Oh, <laughs> and I was like, that's wow. some crazy devotion. Yeah. And I think wow. RD was doing that with the pain. When you yeah. use whatever's happening as a reminder that it's all God. This is what they say. A yogi has no fear in the jungle. This is a belief in India. Because he, uh, there's that jungle, there's a jungle Baba that everybody's into. And I'm pretty mm -hmm. sure it was him. And when he was a teenager, he just went in the jungle and he was like, what do I have to fear? He was like, me. The snake is Ram. Mm -hmm. I am Ram. The tiger is Ram. Mm -hmm. I understand that the tiger might eat you, but when you're at that level, you're just sort of like, who's eating who, baby? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, totally. And that is, RD was there. So this is one of the stories that I wanted to tell was that I visited him three times in the past six months. And one of them was when I was doing that corporate show. And I, I remember I called or texted with you, Gungis, because... I just was feeling weird. I, like, I yep. don't know. It was a weird show. And I got to see uh, Ramdas. I, I just, it was such a privilege that I was just like, can I pop in? Can I Kramer you? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, and I came by and we just sat together. And when I was mourning him, one of the things that I mourned for a minute before I gained some perspective was that he really did open a portal. Like that's, it's just sort of like an undeniable thing about this man and his incarnation and his his power basically was that he could turn it on some of his aides said like sometimes it was just like taking care of an old man mm. and other times he would just turn it on <laughs> like it just seemed like a whirlpool that had kick on mm. and i'm telling you they rolled him out 
we weren't looking at each other. He sat to my right. I, I kind of regretted where I was sitting because the sun was behind him. So he was silhouetted. Like I couldn't really see him. But within like 30 seconds, and I know I kind of, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm kind of talking to the listeners. I know I sound a little nutty, but I mean, I, I said in my book, I was like, it's like wearing a snowsuit, but instead of like cotton in it, it's like love. You just feel like this crazy love mm-hmm. and you're just basking in it like a tanning bed or something. And then when we were done, he only had a little bed and I had to go do this weird show. Um, his One of his caregivers came out and was like, I'm glad you got to see him. We almost lost him a few weeks ago and we were so scared. And he, with like one part love, one part a little rascally, he grabbed her by the shirt sleeve and went and waited for her to look at him. And he went, not me. And then she was like, okay, okay. He was like, not me. Meaning I wasn't afraid. You were afraid to lose me. This man is hardcore, Mm -hmm. was going... Where could I go? Mm-hmm. What could happen that's outside of this, outside yeah. of being, which we could apply the metaphor God for, mm-hmm. or we could just say being. It's just like, it's lawful. It's unfolding. The tiger eats me. Mm-hmm. That's God eating God. And mm-hmm. me dying is God going, what would it be like to be an old man in Hawaii with followers? Mm-hmm. He always talked about the show business of that, that he was playing the part. Of Ramnas. That was one of the jokes that yeah. I would make to him is I'd see him and I'd go, showbiz. Because I'm in showbiz and I think m- maybe that made it funnier. But when he'd go and eat, it came from that. One of his aides was like, it's time to go eat. And at the retreats, he'd eat with everybody. And he seemed a little tired that day. And they were like, do you want to go eat with everybody? And he went, showbiz. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew. Yeah. He knew that it mattered to people. But he also knew that that wasn't. It's not what it's really about. It's just yeah. kind of a, a nice thing to do. It's a, it's a loving thing to do. But it's not, it's also part of the joke. Yeah. He always said, I'm rent a Ramdas. You rent me, <laughs> I come and I talk, and I can be this holy guy. No, and I relate to him on this way. No matter how many times I tell my family weird shit that I've done, they always see me as their golden boy. I think Ramdas had a similar thing going. It's like people would always see him as the holiest guy. Even though he would be like, all I talk about is my anger. All I talk about is my lust or this or that. Yeah. I'm not saying he wasn't a whole person, like a mm-hmm. holy person. But he kept trying to say, get over it. <laughs> what are you talking about? But he wasn't afraid. He wasn't afraid to die. Which is why when he died, it was sad and it was like, he's free. Like I felt he's free. And yeah. as Jack Cornfield said, I close my eyes and he's still here. Yeah. I And N- David Nicktern said, when a guru dies, they become, what did he say? Part of the action. Enter, that's when they enter the action. That's been my experience in a big way. I feel like he's just everywhere yeah. and more yeah. available. Tell the story when you felt him behind you. Oh, yeah. Um, so we're at the retreat and I just felt, I mean... It's lovely being, it was lovely being there, having all the, everybody feels super spacious and there's a lot of good energy. All of a sudden I I started feeling these very strong waves of loving energy. Um, It was just kind of overwhelming. I was sitting at lunch and I could not, it was hard to like focus on anything. Just kind of like this, wow, what is going on? Um, And it felt kind of familiar. I was like, is that Ramdas? Like, is Ramdas here? What's going on? Uh, And I just turned around like, is he really close by? Which Sort of saying it's kind of ridiculous. I don't have like a a metaphysic to say this is you know 
how energy works. All I know is that's what I felt. And I was like, is Ramdas here? And I turned around and there he was eating at the table behind us. Um, and so Pete, he was like, oh, you should go talk to him. Because um, I had done a retreat with him before a personal retreat. And my experience um, at the retreat was if you see Ramdas and it feels like there's an opening, yeah, just, just, just go do it. do it or you'll regret it. Yeah. So we went up and, and spoke when I told him about the experience. I was like, I was just feeling all these loving ways of energy. And here you were. And he goes, it's everywhere. He just like pointed, it's everywhere. And, right. And that's the, there's something that's kind of like the joke of existence is also there's like the paradox at the heart of everything. And even in spiritual practice to say, here's this guy who says everything's okay. And we say, he seems like this holy guy. But the holiness doesn't come from trying to be holy. The holy the holiness does not come from saying this this is how you be holy and this is how I, the separate guy, mm-hmm. become holy. But by embracing all of it, by right. not saying right. no to any of it, by saying there's nothing that's not holy. We gotta play the clip. You're gonna play love it. this clip. Yeah. It's the YouTube clip. But before we do, you made me think Val and I say hey all the time we reference this. So I was so happy on my first retreat I got to like run some errands with him. He had to go get some medical work done. And Dasima, who is wonderful, uh, such a huge part of why we had such longevity with Ramdas. She was just a caring. Yeah, she's great. Um, I don't want to say servant, but I don't think she would mind. It's like she mm-hmm. was serving this man mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and this message and, and Maharaji. And she wasn't that great of a driver that day. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm in the back seat, really. Talk about the cosmic joke. I'm like, this is hilarious. I have mom and dad in the front, and I'm in the back like a child. And, and just like a kid, you're like, what, is, what are they really like? One, they were listening to Trevor Noah's book. Mm. Love it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Saw Trevor, told him that. He goes, who? <laughs> Two, Dasima takes like a goofy left out of this pharmacy. It is the goofiest left I've ever seen. Like, Doesn't, hmm? doesn't she go up onto the curb? I believe there was some curb. Yeah. So <laughs> she like went up and bump. there's a big bump and she's kind of goofy lefts in front of another car that kind of had to slam on its brakes. <laughs> so here we are. I'm trying to be holy boy, right? Yeah. I'm like, it's all goofy driving. I'm a terrible backseat driver. I'm a terrible passenger. I don't like it. But I'm just like, oh, it's all in the game, man. I'm groovy. I got my beads. I'm a holy guy. And Ramdas just goes, Jesus. <laughs> 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 it's my it was, favorite. It was like a bonsai tree trimmed perfectly just for me. But he blasphemed the name of my God. Uh, yeah. and, and I was like, this is the guy that turned me back on to, to Jesus. Jesus. Totally. And he goes, Jesus. And I was like, you're still a Boston funny guy. And you never said you weren't. Yeah. And yeah. no one. Harmony was not in the fucking room. He didn't, when we straightened out, go, I love Christ. (laughs) He didn't turn around to me and go like, you know, when it says don't use the name in vain, that really meant like don't sign deals on the name of God and don't follow through with them. It was more of a legal thing, (laughs) which I've heard people say. He just said, he said nothing. Yeah. He said Jesus. And it was, and we say Jesus, and we don't even have to say that we're doing Ramdas. That's so good, um, Mama. Do you have something? Oh well, I was just going to say again. This is somebody who like it wasn't easy for him to speak. 
So yes. Like, yeah. He like doesn't have that many words a day. <laughs> and one of <laughs> them. One, one of them was Jesus. Jesus. And it I, was. <laughs> I love that he does. He also didn't like, you know, if one of us had done that while the other was driving, we would be like, I'm sorry. I just had like a reaction. Like you're, you know, I didn't yes. mean that. He like doesn't apologize to Dasima. He's like. No one that got, was it. and then the moment was over. No you one know? got the Metal Gear. Oh my goodness! Yeah. No one got that because yeah. he loved that too. Yes. And when he, when I sat with him the first time, he said, "I love my anger," and I laughed. And he was like, "People laugh when I say that, but I really love my anger." Yeah, mm. I think like, the just like the offense thing. The other side of that, if I may be so bold as to add something to what Richard's <laughs> was talking about, is. Put righteousness as that as well. Like if you're righteous, mm. you're right. in your false self. Dude. Because right. no, it's you're the right same on thing. the money. Anything where you're like, I am this series of thoughts, yeah. beliefs, stories, and constructs, you're full of shit. Full of shit. Ramdas, with that same silhouetted visit, we, we were talking about specialness, because obviously I'm a specialness addict. Uh, that sounds like I'm just like resigned to it. I work on it. I, I you know, it's it's my thing. Um, meaning I'm not giving up. And he also enjoys has has enjoyed the specialness. He he sort of mm-hmm. made a joke. He was like, yeah, I'm special. Look, everybody loves Ramdas, right? And yeah. he was laughing. Yeah. I was like, yeah. <laughs> and then I go, yeah, right. It's pretty good. Let's just be fucking special. And he puts up one finger, goes like tisk tisk. But then he go, I go. I, we were talking about the ego and how do you know when you're in the ego as opposed to your true self? And he goes, I want is the ego. Anything mm-hmm. following, I want. Even I want enlightenment or mm-hmm. I want yeah. righteousness is forgetting, as you said, Gungis, in your amazing episode called Enlightenment. What's the, your podcast is called? Loving This. It's the I hardest. Think about it for it's, a the, it's the hardest podcast Forgetting to search. It is. It's horrible. You type in "loving this," it's like you mean Joe Rogan experience. <laughs> You're like, okay, I guess someone wrote "I love this" in the comments. <laughs> Very difficult to find, but worth the search. <laughs> you say this thing that I think of all the time, and I was listening to it when I was doing that corporate. And he goes, "You said, Michael, in the way that you can only do. You're like in a way that you have a, a beautiful knack for. Is you go." You are enlightenment itself. That, like your real self is enlightenment. And, and that, it, it's like enlightenment is looking mm-hmm. through the veil of all your shit yeah. for itself. Yeah. And Ramdas goes, when he goes, Jesus, and he doesn't circle back to apologize to the harmony in the room. Yeah, because that was the perfect thing to say. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. He loved, and that's when he's like, I love my anger. You, you, what does Rumi say? He's like, I, I walk through the, the market, but I'm not a purchaser. Mm-hmm. But you still walk through the market. Mm-hmm. That's in this clip that we're about to listen to. It's it's 15 minutes long. I don't know if we have to listen to the whole thing, but we might want to because yeah. it's fucking incredible. Um, and this is, it's it's on YouTube, which I was pleased because I thought we were going to have to go in the house and listen to it on a record. So when After Be Here Now was a, a big success, Ramdas put out this this three or four vinyl collection called Love, Serve, Remember. Because Maharaji said, love all, serve all, and remember God. That, so mm-hmm. it's Love, Serve, Remember, which is written on the wall at Cafe Gratitude, which I always think is weird <laughs> or interesting. Anyway, so they put out this record set. There's a brief anecdote about this record set. Because as, a, as an achiever, as a three, this really spoke to me. He was like, he charged 
exactly what it costs to yeah. print it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So when I was in Maui this last trip, while he was still with us, somebody told a story. He was like, when Ramdas needed money, he'd do a speaking gig and charge. Mm-hmm. So a thousand people would come. It would be $10 a head. He'd make $10,000. So it would all be like, good, Ramdas has money. And then she said, then the next day he'd give it all away. Wow. Because he, he was like me. Like he had that in his blood. He's an achiever. He's like, he, he wants success. He, I've also heard stories where he's told people, he's like, go make more money. He's, he's, I, he told some dot-com kids that came to see him, he was like, save up enough money until you know you can get through old age and all the things that you need and, and your kids. And then he was like, and then give the rest away. So he'd give very practical money advice to other people. Mm-hmm. But he was living on the razor's edge where he was mm-hmm. just like, Maharaji's got me. Here's what I need for my life. Give the rest away. And I'll just do it again when I need, if I need to. Mm-hmm. So he puts out this record and his father, who was like the CEO of a railroad, like a real New England waspy. I'm sorry, I guess they weren't waspy, but whatever. Just a cheevy guy was like, how many records did you sell? And he was like, I don't know. We sold like, I don't know what it was, 5,000. And he's like, and what did you charge? He was like, we didn't charge it. We just charged what it cost. And he was like, but if you just charged $5 over, you would have made mm-hmm. whatever. I'm not here to do math. <laughs> what is it? 25000 You would have made $25,000. <laughs> and then you you could buy new beads or whatever. That's <laughs> I could just feel his dad being like, that could buy you plenty of new dresses, you weirdo. <laughs> Uh, to say like his dad didn't necessarily understand him. <laughs> I don't know if that's true, but it felt that way. Um, and he goes, but dad, you're, you're a lawyer. And he's like, remember when uncle Henry needed legal advice, he was a high charging lawyer. Mm-hmm. He goes, uncle Henry needed legal advice. He's like, yeah. Do you remember helping him? He's like, yeah. He's like, did you charge him? And he goes, no. And he goes, why? He goes, cause he's uncle Henry. And Ramdas goes, well, for the life of me, I can't find anyone that's not Uncle Henry. Yeah. Mm. Mic drop, chills. I've heard the story mm-hmm. before. Gave myself chills. What the hell? What the heck is going on here? Yeah. So, this is one of the records. They're they're dope. You can get it. <laughs> Let's turn this into something you can buy. You can find it <laughs> online. Um, but one of the records is called uh, "The Third Chinese Patriarch of Zen," and it's just Ramdas reading something. But it's 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 so gungies, it's so this. Sometimes people forget how non-dual R.D. was. Yeah, he was. E- even though he was very de- devotional, his way to non-duality was through duality. It was through devotion and love. Um, but this is. Let's listen to however much we want to. The great way is not difficult for those who have no preferences. When love and hate are both absent. Everything becomes clear and undisguised. Make the smallest distinction, however, and heaven and earth are set infinitely apart. If you wish to see the truth, then hold no opinions for or against anything. To set up what you like against what you dislike is the disease of the mind. When the deep meaning of things is not understood, the mind's essential peace is disturbed to no avail. 
The way is perfect, like vast space, where nothing is lacking and nothing is in excess. Indeed, it is due to our choosing to accept or reject that we do not see the true nature of things. Live neither in the entanglements of outer things nor in inner feelings of emptiness. Be serene in the oneness of things and such erroneous views will disappear by themselves. When you try to stop activity to achieve passivity, your very effort fills you with activity. As long as you remain in one extreme or the other, you will never know oneness. Those who do not live in the single way fail in both activity and passivity, assertion and denial. To deny the reality of things is to miss their reality. To assert the emptiness of things is to miss their reality. The more you talk and think about it, the further astray you wander from the truth. Stop talking and thinking, and there is nothing you will not be able to know. To return to the root is to find the meaning, but to pursue appearances is to miss the source. At the moment of inner enlightenment, there is going beyond appearance and emptiness. The changes that appear to occur in the empty world we call real only because of our ignorance. Do not search for the truth only cease to cherish opinions. Do not remain in the dualistic state. Avoid such pursuits carefully. If there is even a trace of this and that, of right and wrong, the mind essence will be lost in confusion. Although all dualities come from the One, do not be attached even to this One. When the mind exists undisturbed in the way, nothing in the world can offend. And when a thing can no longer offend, it ceases to exist in the old way. When no discriminating thoughts arise, the old mind ceases to exist. When thought objects vanish, the thinking subject vanishes. As when the mind vanishes, objects vanish.
Things are objects because of the subject, mind. The mind, subject, is such because of things, object. Understand the relativity of these two and the basic reality, the unity of emptiness. In this emptiness, the two are indistinguishable, and each contains in itself the whole world. If you do not discriminate between coarse and fine, you will not be tempted to prejudice and opinion. To live in the great way is neither easy nor difficult. But those with limited views are fearful and irresolute. The faster they hurry, the slower they go. And clinging, attachment, cannot be limited. Even to be attached to the idea of enlightenment is to go astray. Just let things be in their own way and there will be neither coming nor going. Obey the nature of things, your own nature, and you will walk freely and undisturbed. When thought is in bondage, the truth is hidden for everything is murky and unclear, and the burdensome practice of judging brings annoyance and weariness. What benefit can be derived from distinctions and separations? If you wish to move in the one way, do not dislike even the world of senses and ideas. Indeed, to accept them fully is identical with true enlightenment. The wise man strives to know goals, but the foolish man fetters himself. There is one dharma, not many, Distinctions arise from the clinging needs of the ignorant. To seek mind with the discriminating mind is the greatest of all mistakes. Rest and unrest derive from illusion. With enlightenment, there is no liking and disliking. All dualities come from ignorant inference. They are like dreams or flowers in air, foolish to try to grasp them. Gain and loss, right and wrong, 
such thoughts must finally be abolished at once. If the eye never sleeps, all dreams will naturally cease. If the mind makes no discriminations, the ten thousand things are as they are of single essence. To understand the mystery of this one essence is to be released from all entanglements. When all things are seen equally, the timeless self-essence is reached. No comparisons or analogies are possible. How funny is this? In this causeless, the gardener, relationless state. And the dog. Consider movement stationary and the stationary in motion. Oh my goodness. Both movement and rest disappear. When such dualities cease to exist, oneness itself cannot exist. Oh my God. To this ultimate finality, no law or description applies. For the unified mind in accord with the way, all self-centered striving ceases. Oh my God, we're Doubts all laughing so Doubts and hard. irresolutions vanish. The dog and the gardener. And life in true faith Both. is possible. Baba laughs. With a single stroke, we are freed from bondage. Baba laughs. Nothing clings to us. And we hold He's to nothing. He's still joking. All He's still is doing bits. Clear. Okay. Self-illuminating. You can you can pause that. It was so close to the end. It's all good. It's all good. So great. That was perfect. It's so perfect. The way Brody. like you got to pee. Will you get the dog? No, I'm. Oh, you're gonna get Brody. Thank you, my love. The way it all works together. You got to poop. <laughs> Use the poopery. Just keep doing it. Keep going. Keep going. Keep and when you going. think about all the things that have happened to make this happen, <laughs> to get this specific blend of reality, this is yeah. working together. It's like a pipe smoke. It's a perfect blend. We tried. By the way, anybody that wants to hear the whole clip, what is it called? Third Patriarchy of Zen? Patriarchy? <laughs> <laughs> I knew you would love it. Val loves mistakes. <laughs> the, third, the third patriarchy of... <laughs> the third wave of patriarchy. What is it? The Great Wave, parentheses, the third Chinese patriarchy. It is the third Chinese patriarch. Not patriarchy. Patriarchy. patriarch. Yeah, it's, but this was pretty patriarchy, if you ask me. I'm just kidding. <laughs> had a patriarchishness to it. 100% JK. Isn't that good? So Ooh, good. I loved so it. Good. And, you know, not to say that 
we don't have to finish it, but we're not finishing it because the gardener and the dog, which is hilarious, <laughs> uh, which is, as I said, the definition of a cosmic joke. But that is, I mean, that was the point. We heard, we heard the message. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Is that it's non-resistance. It's non-labeling. But also it's not pushing away. Is it 90 minutes? It's also not pushing away the senses. That's the part that made me think mm. of your book too, Gungies. Mm-hmm. Was like, it's very non-dual, but it's also like, don't push away your experience. Like, it's not a mistake. You're welcome here. What you're going through, your doubt, your shame, and you're trying to be a better person is all okay and and not resisting it and flowing with it. Not to say that there isn't a place, this is like Alan Watts, he says, not, not to say that we can't better ourselves, but while you're doing The very that, notion. But the very notion that one could better oneself. <laughs> I mean, just too good. There was, Ramdas put out this book as Richard Alpert um, called LSD. And it was him, it was like good cop, bad cop. He was sort of the hippie that was talking about how great LSD was. And then there was this guy, I think he was from the FBI, talking about how LSD was like the worst thing in the world. Mm. And I actually have it. We have it somewhere. Mm. Anyway, they were picking the photos for the book. And they could only agree on one photo. Like, because Ram Dass wanted all these pictures of people that obviously were like communing and feeling ecstasy and dancing in a field. And the other guy wanted people that are like, this is Jimmy. He thinks he's a glass of orange juice, you know, and he's drooling. Mm-hmm. So they, the only photo that they both agreed on was a picture of a hippie, I say with love, on the ground in their kitchen looking at a spilled can of Coke, like a can of Coke had spilled on the ground. Mm. And what the FBI guy thought was sad about it was what Ramdas thought was beautiful about it, was that the guy, as we've all, everybody in this room at least, has had on psychedelics, is you see that the the the, the little contains the whole. Mm-hmm. Like in looking at, coke you could see the universe Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and he was saying so it's like getting that discriminating mind this is important this isn't important and going it's all from the same essence the spilled coke is the same as the sunset is the same as the orgasm is the same as Mm -hmm. you know your car getting a flat tire it's all this Mm -hmm. and it's all here and available have you ever watched those fractal videos on youtube i have seen a fractal video trippy but like speaking of the little in the hole like it just it's a shape uh-huh. on the screen and then i don't know how the math works but it's basically somehow the screen like searches the screen for that particular image and then replaces it with the second part of it or something like that but it's all in the image right from the beginning and it just like zooms in 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 yeah and it just turns in these crazy but it's all there. It's all the universe is in the little Coke wow. right. bubbles. That's so another like, element. Like like when you point a camera at the monitor that's showing what the camera is shooting, this is like a phenomenon for people that are fr- grew up in the nineties. But if you had a camcorder hooked up to a TV, so you can see what's on the camcorder in the TV, and then you point the camera at the TV, mm-hmm. it starts going whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, 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 like it just this repeating. Whoa weird psychedelic image he's like and that's what's going on here yeah <laughs> totally you're Alan Watts <laughs> so good and that is what's happening I wow. love it I wrote down a couple things but the way that I interpret that is saying yes thank you to whatever's happening that's one of 
my mantras that we've talked about. It's really, it's a, it's a Ram Dassi thing. It's something that he taught me, which is saying yes, thank you, even to the suffering that you're experiencing, like the pain that he felt in his body. I believe he practiced non-resistance to that. It's like, tell that story about, if you wouldn't mind, Gangi's leaving the, the sensory deprivation chamber and walking into the door. Yeah. And then comparing that did to I not, your... Did uh, I, tell that? I didn't tell that in the first one. Who gives a shit? Who gives man? a shit? It's been a, it's been a while. Did you? Uh, I don't know. Maybe I didn't. Because I hadn't read your book the okay. last time. Okay, cool. Nor had I become a huge fan of your music. I only knew beautiful things. <laughs> uh, I love how Gungi's so like great. very gently was like, yeah, you should. You, it sounds like Let's you maybe heard only stuff. the old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> And now, you've, now you've heard some of the newest stuff. It's not yeah, even out yet, which is incredible. Yeah. Thank you. I love it. Um, so I was I was doing a float tank. I used to do these deprivation float tanks like all the time, um, and I thought, why did you stop? I found I find practice is a, differently effective at different times. So yeah. for a while, I just needed it. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's what was really helping me stay in the zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I was, I was doing a lot of those, and I was like, I want to do it like a mega float, and I did like four, I think it was four hours or something that I booked, and I was like, ooh, I should do some mushrooms <laughs> during it, which they don't recommend, by the way. Yeah, don't. don't. Oh, don't. that sounds familiar. Maybe you did tell the story. The people at Just Flow discourage the use of did psychedelics <laughs> when <laughs> sitting in our pee tanks. <laughs> Yeah, so it was wild. I see why they wouldn't want you to do it because because you kind of trip without them. Yeah, you do. That's but I was like, let's just give you all that you can yeah. do on this. Thing. You went the full Joe Rogan experience. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah full. Yeah, and uh, so I died full, in the tank. In the tank, like it was. I thought I died. I was like, oh, that was death. And so then, was it unpleasant? A little bit. Oh. Like, were you afraid? <laughs> That's like Ram Dass' thing. So Death funny. is completely safe. Uh, that was what it yeah, was. Yeah, it's safe. But, I mean, it was a little scary or a little, you know, going into the, going in, leaving behind the form, going into the void. Mm. Um, but then I, somehow I got dressed like with a thing, the music came on, the lights came on. Somehow, my part of my brain knew how to like get out and get dressed. It didn't shower though. You're supposed to shower after. Uh, <laughs> so you're just saying, I'm just salty, really yeah. yeah. You're so lucky you got and, dressed. And it's like super late. Left. Well, but I didn't put, I couldn't, my underwear were too complicated. <laughs> oh my God. We were just like, I had sweatpants on. I was oh like, these were easy. I could get those on. The and official then, like, outfit a of a guy on mushrooms in a float tank. Dick <laughs> <laughs> outline sweatpants. So just, so just like, salty paste hair down to my face <laughs> it's starting to burn my eyes too like the salt water's in my oh face my now because i never so i just i put on what i could put on and then i just I grabbed what i could put on <laughs> and then just grabbed the rest of my clothes in like a bundle and just walked out and i remember seeing somebody and their face was like oh like i <laughs> <laughs> what? So just like the shining face of God, and I'm just—I'm sure I just was staring at them as I was walking by, like. <laughs> <laughs> and so I walked That's out. That's the icon of Saint Gungi's. 
totally my God. carrying his clothes, wet, matted, salt hair, <laughs> staring at you with full love. So I went out. I didn't put all this stuff in the book, but uh, I went outside and was like, I was supposed to. I, I thought I had timed it so that I would be done by then, uh-huh. uh, so that I could call an Uber. Because I, I went, I waited for a while before I went in. I thought I'll peek in there and I'll be down, and I was not down enough to call <laughs> oh, an Uber. Oh no! But reality was so. I was like, "This is all made up." What? I would. It's like I'd the already quote, died. Like, Objects are only died. real because totally because we've forgotten. Yeah, like it's a pattern of energy that it's we're just going around going like that. That's I am my son. Ah, that's the elliptical, and there's Aristotle. But when you're in that place, you're like, <laughs> and what? What is energy? Right. Yeah. What the fuck is energy? It's just all this movement, and so I'm like, and that I am. Yeah. So I'm like, what, maybe I can just make any of these an Uber because it's all just made up. Yeah. Which car? is not necessarily true. Yeah. But <laughs> <laughs> you can like That's it's like made up, but we, it's, it's an agreed. It's an agreed upon thing that is established. In some more kind than of way. we can make. We're making it all up, but more than this body needs to make up a thing for an Uber to be an Uber. Right. Yes. <laughs> I need several minds to agree that it's an Uber. Yeah. 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 You need another dreamer to go. <laughs> I'm also dreaming that I'm an Uber, so you can get in this one. Oh, but that guy. Yeah. Dreaming that he's Frank, and that's Frank's car. So don't get in Frank's car because he has a piece of paper that says it's Frank's. Even though Frank's going the same way you are, and it would be no bother at all. Because that's weird. That cluster of energy owns that other cluster of energy. It doesn't want to share it with your cluster of energy. It would be like being in the ocean and going like, this part of water belongs to that other piece of water, but the water around (laughs) it, that's free water. Exactly. So I felt how absurd it was. I was like, maybe I can just... Oh, I remember getting tell this story, man. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Jim, man. Oh man, I'm creating more. Don't interrupt your guest tweets as I speak, man. Keep them coming. It works. It works. I read them and I don't do it anymore. So keep sending them. <laughs> I'm changing because of you. <laughs> so I took out my my wallet and I took this card. Whoa! Uh, well, right now he's holding a galaxy. Wells Fargo card with he the picked, go ahead, go number ahead, fourth. <laughs> um, no sage. So one of us has to say. And it, so it was a galaxy, and I'm looking at. It, I'm like, wait, oh yeah, like we think we live in one of these. <laughs> I was like, but here it is. Here, what? And it's like this is in this. It's like made an imprint of itself somehow. Oh my god! And I'm like, I'm, the universe like, took a selfie. Yeah, there's like <laughs> a location in this that this body is supposed to go. Like, people will be sad. There will be beings that will be sad if this body doesn't return. <laughs> that's how your daughter would put it. Too. Place. Where's that body? <laughs> that's yeah. That's just yeah. a trippy this way is, of saying your wife's gonna be pissed if you don't get home. Yeah. <laughs> But that's how that's how I had to, I had to go through all that process, and I was like, oh, so I got to try to turn this to an Uber. Anyway, ended up just I'm walking, and all of a sudden I just I don't even know know how it happened. I just walked straight into glass, just Yikes. boom, just full walk right into face full of glass with my hands full of clothes, and it just was like, 
sensation. It just was, pain was not a concept that I had. <laughs> I had sensation. So it wasn't, there was zero suffering, because why wouldn't this be what it is? Yep. It just, full of sensation, color, movement. Wow! <laughs> Woo! <laughs> it's like you couldn't hear, but you could see the EK, the, the EQ. Like yeah. you could see the, like you saw the data, but yeah. you couldn't hear it. Yeah. yeah, I couldn't. I I couldn't attach to it. It's like one time I had a migraine that was so it. deep in my brain I couldn't feel it, but I could see that I was having a migraine. Wow. But it, I didn't have any nerve endings around it, so I was just like, "I'm having a migraine!" Woo-hoo! Like it didn't matter. <laughs> That's what happened to you. That's what happened to me. And then wow. you got your pee pee looked at. Yeah. So these are the two stories I put back to back in the book because it was the difference. The difference between pain and suffering. It's and it's showing how like the essence of suffering is when we grab on. So the other story was there. There was a what well, I I was having some checkup or something, and uh, had to pee in a cup, and they found some trace amounts of blood, and they're like, "Ooh, we got to check out. We're gonna have to get into your bladder. We got to get sure those blood numbers okay. up. I want you peeing pure blood, <laughs> Dracula <laughs> doctor." I want you to pee blood on me. So you're going to need to start eating some more blood making shit. (laughs) Did you say on me? No. (laughs) Oh, God. So uh, I I was like, maybe that. How how do you look in the bladder? Is that, I mean, I only know one way up there, and that's not the, that's, I've never had anything go. Are you going through my fart hole right now? (laughs) Waiting for it. You are. Yep. Good job, Valerie. <laughs> so good. Um, and yeah, then no, that's apparently that's still the way they do it. Is just shove something up your dick hole. Um, if you have a dick, that's the best way into the platter. Uh, oh boy. And so I was like, oh god, can we schedule this? And they're like, no, we should do it now. I was like, oh, okay. But I was thinking for sure. By now, the technology has got to be yeah. tiny. Like yeah. it's just going to be like a fishing line. Covering his face. <laughs> it was covering his face. It was like this. Oh no! Oh no! He's it touching the so mic cord. <laughs> it a was very thick. It's mic a thick cord. cord. It's a robust cord. It was at least that thick with a head on it, like a little camera. Oh my god! I was god. like, oh, <laughs> what? You're going to shove that up my dick? Are you giving me DSL right now? Oh, my God. Because I don't need Wi-Fi. (laughs) Oh, my God. And so... That's medieval. It was horrible. I mean, just... But I didn't see it at first. At first, like, the nurse is going to wash your dick. (laughs) That's what they said. All right, the (laughs) nurse is coming in. She's going to wash your dick, okay? (laughs) Casual doctors. We'll be right back. (laughs) I'm going to take a look at your pee-pee hole. Get in that DSL cable, but first, <laughs> Veronica here is, here is gonna wash your nards. <laughs> oh man! What she did, and it was kind of pleasant. Yeah, you know, having a young woman wash your nards, your nards, uh, warm water, just kind of soapy, gentle, like oh, it's kind of. And I was like, I was like, oh no, I was starting to get a little like excited. <laughs> then they brought in the instrument, and I saw it, and immediately it was like. <laughs> Back into the body. Oh, Veronica, is that soapy one? What the fuck is that? Exactly. Oh, uh, no. And I, can't, I don't know if it was actually painful, but the suffering was so extreme. Yeah. It was just... I was just, uh, I'm just 
Because you had time to build the story, right? Yeah. Don't you call it a Sony Handycam in yeah, the book? I think so. It's like a, a 90s <laughs> Sony Handycam going up your pee-pee winger. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, the, and the doctor's like, do you want to take a look at this? He's got the screen. He's like, oh, take a look over here. I'm like, oh, He's like, I just get, yeah, just get it out. Yeah, no one wants to see. I don't care. Get it yes. out. Yeah. Get it out of my Be- dick. Make this yeah. as quick as possible. Um, took it out. Went home. I was like in. I remember literally being in the fetal position, like on the couch, just like I just just remembering it, like oh god, I just hated Ugh. the memory of it. Even just the so much suffering for pro- not nearly as much pain, right? As smashing my face against the window. There's no way it was more painful. Yeah. But the window had no suffering in it whatsoever, and this thing that probably wasn't that actually painful it was the wrong kind of sensation i didn't want that sensation there yeah yeah Yeah. and so the suffering of that and i think you see that everywhere i mean look at us in the west with i had friends that just were in india and they were just amazed you hear these kind of stories but these people that have nothing but there's not suffering like there is here the people here that have everything we're in la you have these rich celebrity people that have everything in the world all the power and the money they need for anything they want and still so much suffering, so much like this is not as it should be, and they're miserable. Yeah. And that difference between pain and suffering, pain is a sensation. Pain is something that is a signal in the body that says, here, there's a camera in your penis, or there's, yeah. your face has gotten flattened by glass. That's a, sensa- it's a signal. Yeah. It's communication within right. your body. But suffering is that, that clinging that goes, no. It's that no that says, I don't want that feeling. I want a different feeling. I don't want yeah. that amount of money. I want more money. I don't want whatever it is. Um, mm. And that clinging starts, like Ram Dass was saying in that thing, with that, with the sense of I, with mm. the, um, when I am something separate from what's happening yeah. around me, when my body, I think this, uh, these kind of divisions happen over and over. It first happens, I'm taking some of this from Ken Wilber thing, but the uh, the first divide is between the body and its environment, this existential cutoff of this body is not the same as its environment. And then even in that, I am not this body, there's a me in here somewhere that's separate from my body and it kind of like gets disembodied and I become this series of thoughts. And then even there, there's these thoughts, these thoughts are me and there's these other thoughts that are not really me. I'm the good, happy, kind boy, and those mean, lustful, greed, greedy thoughts, those are not, oh, those, those are sin, those are bad, out, and you just keep finding ways of dividing reality and, and cutting off parts of yourself from your consciousness and your conscious experience, and that's what suffering is. It's, it's just that constant cutting off and dividing, yeah. right. and, and so when Ram Dass or any of these great teachers are talking about... Um, flowing as the all as, as the, the single Tao, essence, as yeah. the single essence it's allowing your body to come back together it's allow, allowing your thoughts it's it's becoming it's becoming embodied and then letting your body be part of its environment part yeah. of your community part of your family part of your it's it's finding ways where are you cutting it off where are you cutting off yourself that's where you can find god i think that's what jesus was talking about when he was like I'm with the guy in prison when I'm on the, the guy on the side of the road that, who's bloody or the person who needs water. Like, where are you cutting off God? Yeah. That's where I am. 
where, wherever that line is, is wherever you're cutting off reality, uh, that's the place to most fully find Christ, fully right. find God, yeah. because that's the doorway into a fuller version of yourself. Because yeah. don't you see? Don't you, don't you think that people are like, well, Jesus ate with tax collectors and prostitutes, and the Christian interpretation, as I understood it, was like. That's how like cool he was. Mm. He was like, yeah. I know you're a piece of shit, <laughs> but I'll have some bread with you guys. Like I'll make pu- you cooler. I'll witness to you or something. Yeah, yeah like yeah. like I'll hang out with you, but at the end there's going to be an awkward prayer. Of <laughs> Father God, no matter how we make our living, what's your name? Trollop? Her name is Trollop? Father help Trollop. He didn't do that. He, he was going this is it, baby. Yeah. yeah. No one in the other boat. Yeah. Where are you? Other, how are you othering people today? Yeah. And that, that's what that quote said. How, what is gained by those distinctions? And that's the roundhouse thing that I say constantly. You're rowing in a boat in the fog. You run into another boat. You start cursing the other boat out. Watch where you're going. Fog clears. No one's in the other boat. That, and that, and I've said this a million, but it's like when Jesus is like, what you do for the least of these you do for me we were like, oh, well, I better give to the homeless because that's me giving to Jesus. It's like a guilt model as opposed to going, that is Jesus and I'm Jesus. Or, or, that's Christ and I'm Christ. Mm. It's all no one in the other boat. When, yeah. That's what Leela helps me with, too. We were talking about this one. When Leela sneezes on me and I get snot, it's on my face. <laughs> the way that I explain it to people that don't have kids, I go, are you grossed out when you sneeze on yourself? Like if you're alone or I'm not even trying to be funny. If you fart in the car alone, are you like, oh, you're just like, eh. that's how it is when Leela, Leela farts on me constantly. <laughs> and and there, I don't even move my hand. The fart is just going because it's me. Yeah. Yeah. And it's not because it's me because I'm telling myself a story like this is me. It looks like me and it's my bloodline and she'll carry on my glory. She just is me. It's not something I know. It's something that I can intuit. Mm. And so it is with everything. I was just reading, Richie Rohr has this great book that I, Val got me for Christmas. Well, told your mom to get me. <laughs> Whatever. Thank you, Beth. <laughs> Thanks, Beth. No, really. Thank you, Beth. But it's called What, what the Mystics Know. And it's, it's like a little encyclopedia. There's like these little entries. And it talks about God can never be known. But it's what we're always saying on this podcast. You can't know it, but you can merge with it. You can flow with it and participate with it. And when and that's what like stop thinking and stop talking about it, and there you are, and everything's okay. Mm. That's and I think you made that point in your book too. That's why Jesus is always like, look at the birds, look at the trees, everything's okay. There's that other part of that quote where they're like space. He mentions like perfect space being like, like think about Jupiter. Jupiter is a very non-resistant entity. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it made me have this when I listened to that this morning. I had like kind of like a trippy thought where I was like. I could see a psychedelic teaching me, like, look, the universe is enlightened. Yeah. Earth is on its way. Like, it's, it's going towards a perfect state. But you're sort of surrounded by a bunch of stuff that's like, black hole today, star imploding tomorrow. It's all outer space. <laughs> and we're down here going like, my ATM won't work, you know, or whatever it yeah. is. Because we, we can't you see some like a tour guide in a psychedelic way going like, look, it's all sort of just happening. It's a big yes. And then there's this one little blue thing where people are like, I should have more followers on Twitter. <laughs> but the funny thing is that person that is going, I should have more followers on Twitter and 
living entirely for the ego and, and all this suffering and everything is wrong and offended and righteous and all of it is still Jupiter being Jupiter. It's a human right. being yeah. being right. what it is. Yeah. And so like there's nothing – this is what's funny about this because you could totally try to, – for a while I would try to get to that. Yeah. Try to like, oh, I'm su- supposed to be non-resisting i'm so, i should be not suffering yeah which is just a new really slightly more sophisticated way to suffer that's yeah. right and that is Second that's eight. really the gift i feel like that you've given us saint gungis <laughs> is or me is that like even going back to what you were saying i feel like i misunderstood a lot of these teachings as like just say you are not your thoughts or, you know, you know, like really buy into you are not your thoughts. You are not your body. You are not these emotions. You're the consciousness behind it. And that's not entirely wrong, but it's like the next click up is what you're saying where you're like, yeah, yes, you're all of it. Mm -hmm. And it's all coming back together. It's yeah. Yeah. It's I'm not, I'm not them, but I'm also them. Yeah. It's not denying the the vessel. I'm certainly not only them. Yes, That's right. I'm not only. Yeah. But that was in that quote too. Before the the yeah. leaf blower happened, it was like, "Don't dis not disliking the senses is enlightenment itself." Like push Ramdas teaches, he's like pushing the boulder away. It has you, or letting it roll you over. It has you. You know, yeah. it, it, it it's not. Neither is right. Mm. It's right. this middle mm-hmm. way. My beautiful therapist, Jennifer Murdaka, says... Whose book is available now? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if she has a book. Um, but she she says, don't resist your resistance. And that is really... Yeah. And that's what Alan constant. Watts said to Ramdas. He goes, you're too attached to uh, emptiness. <laughs> yeah. And wow. something else you've made me think... Sorry, baby. What were you saying? Jennifer Murdaka? No, no, no. Go ahead. Nope. I don't I don't remember. Go ahead. Oh god. It's <laughs> happen- don't it's resist resistance. Isn't don't it? resist resistance and oh but even the like attachment to enlightenment. He said that in there yeah. and he said it as I was doing it where I was having that feeling of like oh boy this really dips me in which is even like a concept we've talked about this too of like well then when am I out mm-hmm. and out of what and in with what and who is in and who is out and, right. and like starting to try and make it dualistic again and but i'll have a feeling where i'm i'm really something will make me feel dipped in i guess and then the next thought is like oh god can i can i maintain it and and then that thought kind of takes you out and i was experiencing that while listening to this right when he was like even clinging to enlightenment is will take you further from it it's like we we sometimes talk about separation or sin or whatever it might be a static on the radio, but even a radio station that's completely static, completely lost, mm. no music coming through, is still a functioning radio. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. where could it go? What you're talking about, I think, is your experience of it. That's what I, yeah. I said in the book. There's nothing you can do that brings you closer to or further from the love of God. There are only things that can increase or decrease your awareness of it. Right. And that's the game we're mm. playing. Mm-hmm. Everything is fine. And goodness yeah. is good. And feeling God is good. You know, like, yeah. play these games. It's like you said about your, your idols. Play this game yeah. if you'd like. But nothing is wrong. Yeah. Ramdas had that thing where he was like, there's no rush. With Christians, growing up Christian the way that I did, there was a big rush. There was the impending doom, make a choice, do this now, or you're going to be punished. And he, when I heard him, he said, 
it's one of my favorite Ramdas things. He's like, it's like you guys are all in the house and I'm outside with my ball and I'm just inviting you to come out and play, not be right, not be correct and perfect and whatever. He's just like, come out and play. Can you be free? And he, and it always moves. Like some of you are in the house going like, we can't. Mother says it's too late. It's too mm-hmm. late. That's why the first time he took mushrooms, he went and shoveled his parents' walk because yeah. it had snowed. There had been a big snowstorm, and he was like, I'm going to go shovel my parents' walk. He shoveled it, and they opened the window, and they go, what are you doing? Because mm-hmm. in their world, you don't shovel snow at 3 in the morning. And he said something in his head went, right on, baby, shovel snow. Like, it's okay. Yeah. Like, that's that's liberation going, well, that's you going, any car can be an Uber. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, it's just... Not everybody's going to go with you, but we've had those <laughs> moments where you just go like, what? Yeah. You think the story, yeah. my psychology, what I've done before, what I've said before, the things that I like, the things that I don't like, the movies that I've seen, the books that I've read. You thought that was me? I'm just another flashlight shining on all of those things as well. You know, does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's a, I like how the Gita puts it. The, it, it talks about the eye sense. The, the sense of I is is sort of that separation, and so it's. I think a lot of times what happens you you talk about dipped in. You talk about feeling these moments where the boundaries don't feel so firm. Yeah. These these moments where you you can sense the vastness of yourself mm-hmm. of just being, yeah. and there is you're not cut off from yourself. You're not cut off from your body or your heart or your any of it. But then the ego jumps in and is like. Ooh, how do I get back to there? Mm. It remembers that his memory comes up. Oh, that was nice. Mm. How do I get back there? And that that mm-hmm. there's the I. Yeah. Now, how do I? I the I doesn't get to do that. Right. The sense of I doesn't get to be that's, not I. That's, that's right. straight. Be here now. Yes. So be, the first time I read "Be Here Now," I didn't understand it, and he was like, uh, "You can have everything you want, but you must die first. Yeah. And he's talking about that, that I. He's like, exactly. that's the paradox of it. It's like, you can have everything. You can have all the power, all the knowledge, every, whatever you want. What, what turns you on? You can have it. You can be it. Mm-hmm. But to do it, you're going to burn up. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, you burn up and yeah. then you die. And he goes, that's why people have psychotic episodes. They go uh, sit at the right hand of God, but they didn't die. Mm. So they go, this is straight Ramdas. It's in here now. He goes, check it out. Jim Jones. Or, I shouldn't have picked that name. Uh, Jeff Smith sitting at the right hand of God. <laughs> Look at me. He's fucking yeah. funny. He's my favorite yeah, comedian. Yeah, yeah. I told him that many times. Yeah. Jeff Smith sitting at the right. That's when you have a psychotic break mm. because you didn't burn up first. Yeah. When you realize that it's, that's the whole Jeez, nobody special, yeah. then you go and you merge with everything, but you can't, bring all your shit and go, look at me. I'm with everything. I'm God. Yeah. That's how you get like megalomaniacs wow. and psychopaths and all these craziness. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Wow. Look at me, Jim Smith, right hand of God. <laughs> well, it is funny when you think of the ego also being like, like it will, it wants to hang on to the sense of I. So you get in touch with the boundaryless oneness and it's like sure i'm here too mm. i can be here look at me i'm oneness <laughs> and you're like you're you're not fooling anyone That's ego so but you are all the time it's constantly constantly, constantly. <laughs> good job and also fuck you and also the only way to like dissipate the ego is n- to not resist it and just be like okay <laughs> That's I love my anger. You're in the car too. 
<laughs> yeah. That's what Duncan helped me love your ego too. It's not a flaw. Mm. I used to wonder when I was a, a Christian, I was like, why didn't God just start life in heaven? Why do the, the test? Why do the morality test? Just start in heaven. If like my model of God was, he wants a bunch of angels worshiping him, just make angels. But then you realize it's not a mistake. None of it's a mistake. Your doubt's not a mistake. Being in sometimes, being out sometimes, fucking up, coming back. That relationship is what we call the dance. And as Richie Rohr says, God is not the thing dancing. God is the dance. Mm -hmm. Fucking A. Free podcast. (laughs) <laughs> I get real excited. I get real fucking excited. <laughs> Alan Watts also said the very notion. He goes, we think of trees as natural. You made me think of this. Trees are, that's nature. And then a building isn't natural. But he's like, human beings, that's, that shows our disconnect. Human beings occur naturally on earth. And then they build buildings. Yeah. So he's like, a building is as natural yeah. as, a, as a waterfall. For sure. Just in the same way that ants making a, a, an anthill, we're not like, well, this is natural, but these ants, yeah. they fucked up the ground and they made their own little pyramid here. Yeah. That's not what's going on. So that's another way of just appreciating that it's all... But you caught me even with the... Not caught me, but you helped me saying like Jupiter is enlightened and Earth is struggling. It's all... It's what all... am I on about? <laughs> what am I what on, about? on about? <laughs> what are you on about? What are you on about? <laughs> what are you on about? I'm gas. I got a good... Gas is British. Do you have any... Oh, yeah. Do you want to last um, RD thought before you go? Oh. Um, I don't want to put you on the spot. Well, I just feel like you guys are like just now getting into it and I was here for the dick fart portion of the podcast. <laughs> 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 no, it's all perfect. Um, well, how about when we went up and I said to RD, I go, you remember Val? And he goes. He said, that one I know. Isn't that Which sweet? very sweet, mm. yeah. It's not a brag if I led you to it. I know. <laughs> I loved it. I, I yeah. actually. Because that was still a guy. He's still a, he, he, he wanted to make people feel good and mm. remember Val. And that meant I so will much say, to I will say that I feel, it, and you can take it from here because I know you had the same experience. I truly do feel closer to Ramdas after he's mm. passed than oh. I ever have. I feel and I it, I really feel him constantly. Like the, it, it's right there. Me too. So well that's very beautiful. Thank you Val. I got to go. See, I, love you, you, Val. I love you. Have fun. Thank you Mama. Yeah, I I feel like he's he was a little pile of crystal light at the bottom of a water glass. Mm. Like a little mountain. And then when he passed Jack Cornfield wrote on Facebook, he said, I close my eyes, he's still here. And that's exactly how I feel is that he left the body, but the water got stirred up mm-hmm. and the crystal light got. So when I found out that he passed, I went up to our little meditation room and I, I hadn't done this, but I had always wanted to sit with a photograph of him. And I just gazed at the photograph and it was exactly, it was exactly like visiting him mm-hmm. and something like that hasn't happened and i share that not to be like what a special boy but like if you guys listening missed him and we he's no longer in his body for any of us sitting with his photo i was like what is going on here I, it was funny mm. to me i was like this is a funny experience yeah and he always used to talk about having hair on the astral plane <laughs> i love his ball jokes They're he so has funny. a lot of ball jokes and when i was staring at him his 
as can happen, you, you and I have gays and I'm talking, you have a beard and like your beard will take over your whole face and you'll look like early man. That sort of happened to him. And I was like, Ram Dass, I see your hair. Isn't that funny? It is really funny. It's like a four or five year setup to that punchline. I was just thinking about his, because he would talk a lot more about souls later in life. Yeah. I feel like. And that was an interesting, I was trying to, I tried to, understand that and make sense of that because for sense he's he's clearly seen through <clears throat> the veils of all separation mm-hmm. and seen the oneness of everything and talks about that all the time and does have that non-dual kind of element through his message but a lot it seems like in a lot of like ramdas circles and people that talk about Ram, like the non-dual stuff sometimes gets left behind yep and you get a lot of the other stuff like kind of the soulish channel that he talks about, like he talks about different channels or planes of reality. Uh, I was actually listening to him on the way over here, and he was talking about the soul plane that he was talking about. And he the movie <laughs> soul plane is that a movie? Yeah. <laughs> um, he loved the movie Soul Plane. Snoop Dogg's the pilot. <laughs> is that real? I think it's real. <laughs> yep, it's real. <laughs> <laughs> Fact check. Um. But he he said a quick word. I was listening today because I was like, "What?" And it he called him. It's a conceptual plane of reality. Mm. So he wasn't saying it that it was actually real. It's a conceptual. There's these sort of infinite conceptual planes well, when he clicks of reality. It to the end, he has his like seven channels, mm-hmm. and like I believe the first is your ego and your yeah. personality. Mm-hmm. And, it clicks all the way through. I wish I, I, it doesn't. Astral matter. and soul, or whatever. And then he goes at the end. He's like, you realize you click it one more, and you realize it's just one thing. Yeah, the whole time thinging itself, basically. Yeah, but these conceptions. So it's just an interesting. I think like when we're around when we were around the body of Ramdas, what were we loving? What were we feeling? And there was something about his body and his presence and his memory and his stories and all the things that we have associated with him and maybe energy moving through his body. Who knows? I don't know how it works, but um, that brought us into ourselves, into our very heart, into love, into this, into all. And that, that's really all we were ever loving and feeling was this. He's trying to hold up a mirror to you, which is why even when I said to him, I sense these loving waves of energy as you he came. He says it's all around, right. of course, because there's no there's nobody in there. But this is this is you you and I talked about this already. Because I, when I had my last private retreat with him, I got confused as to what why all the devotion to his guru, mm-hmm. and I was like, why all the pictures? And he even said like these pictures. It doesn't. It's not. It's not the point. Yeah. It's like, I mean. But if you went to the retreat, if anything was going to weird people out, it would be all the pictures. It would be all the sort of bowing to pictures and mm-hmm. statues and all that sort of stuff. So it's like, what are we doing? If it's all one thing, what are we doing? So Ramdas, in my understanding, so on that retreat, I was I was really thinking about that. And then on my days off, I would listen to these great lectures that he gave called Love, Service, Devotion, which you can download. And there, it's like 12 hours long. So the fact that I happened to pick up on this one track, and this happens to me all the time, it's another instance of it in my book. It's happened many times where I just happened to start and he's talking about exactly what I needed to mm-hmm. hear. So that's one of the little games we play. And the thing he was talking about was, and Richie Rohr says this too, is love, devotion is for one reason or another. We don't 
understand. He's like, that's the grease that makes the whole thing work. Mm. So we can intellectually know that it's one thing, that it's all just energy. But this is the Richie Rohr quote. He goes, you can't fall in love with an energy. And for some reason, Mm. one of the rules on the back of the box of this game is your heart softening by being in love with something, whether it's Ramas or Christ or Krishna or Muhammad, that juices the whole system. So that's why, because I said to KD, Krishnadas, I was like, you're singing to yourself, yeah, right? Because that's from his movie, which is called One Track Heart, uh, which I quote constantly, which he says, your guru is what's looking out your eyes right now. It's, it's, it's the manifestation of consciousness itself. So aren't we just singing to ourselves? When we sing, when I commune with Ramdas, aren't I just communing with what Christians would call the indwelling, mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit, just mm-hmm. the, the drop of water that is in you and you're in the ocean, right? Mm-hmm. But f- they were like, they're using non-dual, meaning uh, devotion to get, I mean, dual devotion to get to a non-dual place. But they can't get there just by, like when his heart would open when he would see a picture of Maharaji, that juiced the system for him. But he had that same experience when he was in India and everybody was clamoring for his guru and he, this was when it was getting popular and all these Westerners were there and Ramdas didn't rush over to him because he was like, that's, that's not, that's just a man's body. Mm-hmm. That's not the point. He's, he's showing us that the, the function of being that we ought, that we can't be separate from yeah. is God and it's everywhere and it's here. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm not going to rush over to him. I'm, I'm already, I already yeah. am him. Yeah. And then Maharaji sent somebody over to say, uh, Ramdas. Maharaji says, you and I are of one mind, basically. Mm. So in being in love with this man, it got him to that place of recognizing himself. But what a trip that I was getting caught up on that. And then I heard him talk about that. Yeah. But when you think about there's something about Ramdas's body dying that makes you feel closer to Ramdas, it makes all the sense in the world to me. It's like, yes, you never loved anybody named right. Ramdas. There was like, right. That body helped you feel this in a beautiful way. That's right. And sometimes I, and actually in letting go of that body, you find that it's, it never, it was never, the, it was you, never there. And it was never, what not you there. loved was never, yeah, it was never there and never not there. Right. It's yeah. just this. Yeah, it's just this. It's just pointing you back. So it's not that I knew Ramdas. It's that part of me that knows anything that does the knowing. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter what we know. It's it's that whereby we know. Yeah, and that is the whole game. As Alan Watts would say, when does the light shine on itself? If I, I th- this is also something mm-hmm. Ramdas would say. It's like our awareness is like a, a flashlight, or it's like looking at the sky through a straw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, and, you're just, and you shine it on different things. We yeah. can do this. We lend our attention. Uh, a lizard runs by and we, we lend our attention to that, but it's not what we're seeing. It's that whereby you see. Yeah. <laughs> and that whereby you hear and that you said this to me verily, verily, or by repetition, God comes to you. It's some Bible verse. I don't remember. I said, for some reason I had to hear it a thousand times. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, faith comes by hearing and hearing. Yes. 
That's been my experience. Yeah. So a thousand times I listen to Ramdas. A thousand times be like it's you. It's lo- that the phrase that helped me get it was it's what's looking at your eyes. It's that which does the knowing. Yeah. My beliefs come and go. Pete was a Republican. Pete was pro whatever. It doesn't matter. He had a lot of different thoughts and he's still here or he's still not here. <laughs> There's nothing there. It's an underwater sandcastle, and the next wave knocks yeah. it over. The body is, I've heard this before, um, a good metaphor is like the eyeglass, the universe is eyeglasses. Like the body is this pair of eyeglasses that the universe gets to look through yeah. at itself. That's what I said to Richie, Richie Rohr, as I was like, I was looking out a window on a plane, and I was like, I'm the eyes of the universe looking at this cloud. Yeah. I'm the only one looking at this cloud. Yeah. And it exists because I look at it. The cloud is looking at itself through your eyes. That's right. Yeah. It's the game we're playing. And yet we get lost in the fact that we're like, no, I'm on a flight to, to, to <laughs> <Yeah>. Toronto. <laughs> and I better be there. But that's what's so fucking funny time. about it. It is funny. That's what's so wonderful. Yes. Like, it's part of the whole thing. It's part of the joke. It is. And we can the play it. The deadpan thing. And that's that too attached to emptiness. I think, I think uh, Ram Dass corrected that. And started to get more into yeah. that loving place. And it's like, it might all be a joke, but isn't it beautiful to help each other and walk each other home and all that? I, lo- I love... I'm just looking at my notes I love the, I wrote oh, down some things. Yeah, go for it. Um, I love that Alan Watts... For me, Alan Watts and Ram Dass have been a great salt and pepper for my diet. I, yeah. Like, there's the heart and of he, Ram Dass and then just the real clear-headedness of Alan. I know. Uh, I asked together. him when I was with him last. I said, "What did you think of Alan Watts?" And he was, and he was like, he nodded in this really lovely. Really, way. yeah. Because for a while he was like, he kind of talked shit about Alan Watts sometimes. Did he? <laughs> a little bit here. There. I think he he has that story about Alan being a bit of a, a blowhard. I but, mean, from what I've read about Alan, he was quite a rascal. I think so. Yeah, and you know, I can relate to somebody who, when you get on this topic, gets very excited. And then orates. <laughs> I think. I think that might have been what happened. <laughs> I think that might have been part of it. And it's. I mean, I'm sure he'd. Yeah, I mean, he was a heavy drinker and a womanizer and a smoker. Smoker. I asked him. I was like, "Did he smoke?" He's like, "Yeah, he smoked cigarettes." And um, this is something we've said on the podcast before, but it goes back to Artie passing. Is so Ramdas has this teaching that awareness is awareness. It's not my awareness. It's not your awareness. It's just awareness. And it's, it's dressed up in all these different forms, but it's really just one awareness. So the idea, the notion that Ramdas is with me always, I actually think is literally true because it's just yeah. one awareness yeah. that I am employing to operate the body that we call Pete, that we pretend is separate. So sometimes I'll just trip out and go, I'm looking with Abraham Lincoln. Mm. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like this is... This is it. This is my dad. This is Larry Bird. This is Hitler. This is, it's just this one. It's the same one at mm. play in me. It's fucking trippy. Wow. You, don't, you don't have to do psychedelics. You can just sit with that one and be like, it's just this. Yeah. <laughs> it's and, just, it's and then just going one. back to like the specifics of like the specific body of Maharaji or Ramdas or whatever you find that thing in whenever you find the juice in wherever you find the thing that allows the yes in you to like amp up and just let go like 
find it. Like if that that's my where I'm at is like where can you cuz most people are not going to go with you all the way to like you're not real. <laughs> that you know your sense of selfhood is an illusion and you're just the whole thing. Most people don't want to go there. Um are not ready to go there. And maybe never will. They just don't want to do it. That's fine. Um but some of this it can start by I think by just finding those places that that allow you to say yes with your full heart. Mm. And for me, I look back at music and to, I think music was my primary spiritual practice growing up, even though I, like it was associated with religion and stuff, but letting go fully diving in to a moment, um, into a, a feeling, a sense of a, a rhythm, uh, mm. and letting go into it. Um, that's why I wish drum circles weren't such punchlines. Yeah. It's such a punchline. What are you going to go in drum circles? <laughs> but they're great. What are you going to commune with a group of people yeah. doing the same thing and getting lost in a hypnotic beat and forgetting yeah. yourself? That's what comedy is for me, for sure. It, totally. For sure. But whatever it is, like it's going to be different for everybody, and that's perfect. For yeah. some people, that's fucking Dungeons & Dragons or whatever it is. It's yeah. like the thing right. that makes you feel alive, the thing that makes you... Free. Free and let go. And then do it so much. Get used to that yes. Develop that yes, that fearless surrender. And then it can start spreading out. Yeah. And then ev- everything eventually yeah. can become. And then that's, that, that's why I masturbated with Ram Ram. It's like, can that freedom that I'm experiencing here also be when I'm in a fight with my wife? Right. Can I be angry and free? At the same time. Well, that was the big Maharaji would quote Kabir all the time. And Kabir said, do what you have to do with another person. Just never put them out of your heart. Yeah. So Ramdas was always pointing out that his guru was chiding and arguing and getting mad about, uh, I think they threw out some food that could have, whatever, it doesn't matter. He'd play the game, but the whole time he'd always describe it as a twinkle that was just like, "Can can you believe it? I know. <laughs> and that's that is a, a wonderful practice for me mm. is I was feeling just some weird random just like a, a tide of anxiety just hit me last night. I just noticed it mm-hmm. and I was just like that's why the mantra of yes thank you is so helpful yeah, to me. Is because I hate feeling anxiety. Mm. It makes me so angry and af- and it really makes me afraid. Like I'm afraid and I, I want to, there's the, there's a homeless guy that lives, basically lives on our street and he's always just going, fuck, fuck. And I was just so mad at this guy. I wanted to just go out. I, I, I would never in a million. I, I'm such a, not that guy, but there's this part. To that, what? Beat up a homeless person? Oh no, not beat him up, but just, just yell out the word. Oh, gotcha. Like, Quiet! You know, that, the, the fantasy, uh, please, I did not go Liam Neeson on this guy. There was no violent fantasy. I just wanted to shout because yeah. I was so afraid and he was agitating me. Mm-hmm. And we're watching a movie. It was Muppet Christmas Carol and it was the most beautiful part. And I just hear Kermit's like, we all learn a beautiful thing about Christmas. And I hear, fuck, fuck, fuck. And every fuck just activated in me. Yeah, yeah. I felt like a bag of sand and every fuck was like a knife and more sand was coming out. Yeah. Like it was making me come undone. Mm. And then I just had to be like, 
this too. Yeah. I am the That's universe. That's the grace. Yeah, that's right. You found the line where you thought God wasn't anymore. That's right. That's the invitation to that. That's right. Thank you for sending the mosquitoes so I can think yeah. about you. Yeah. Thanks for sending the homeless guy because I thought listening to this movie was really important. Mm-hmm. And that's what the baby is for me too, is like the amount of flow and surrender I'm not just going to say required that I am privileged to use with the baby, meaning I'm carrying her. I'm like, let's go get a coffee and I'm carrying her. And I have in my mind, it'll be nice to go sit with a coffee, but she wants to walk and my, and holding her hand and my baby walks about 0.001 miles mm-hmm. per hour. What a fucking gift Yeah, to hold her hand and just walk so slowly and just be like, it's, I quote you on the podcast all the time. It's what's happening. <laughs> You're here. We might as well reheat it. I handed you a Topo Chico and I said, do you want a Topo Chico? <laughs> and you said, it's what's happening. It's what's happening. <laughs> and my anxiety was what was happening. I understand that just in case people are thinking there are times action is required. All the great spiritual yeah. people. Sharon Salzberg told the story about being an Indian. Someone grabbed her. Uh, in a dark alleyway and, and the people that were with her like pushed him violently, obviously. And they went back to talk to her teacher. I forget who it was. And they were kind of worried that he was going to be like, you know, that person needs love or whatever. And they were like, he was like, you should have hit him with your umbrella. (laughs) That's what he said. Mm. So there it's that too. Like this, (laughs) we're playing the game of you're an asshole and here's my umbrella. You know what I'm like? Ramdas has a great story about somebody coming in his house and he was pouring ketchup in his father's piano and he he, he kind of oh I've heard that he story. kind it's of so good. glazes over it but he he says he uses judo <laughs> yeah, to sure. subdue the guy. <laughs> it wasn't how much would you pay to watch that scene? A hundred million dollars. <laughs> I think if there was one night in Ramdas's life, I'd like to see because he was living in his father's back house. And a guy, this is the 60s, so a guy and a girl just hitched to his place, heard there was a groovy guy yeah. living there, and basically proceed to just take advantage of him uh, and fuck up his father's house. Yeah. And he, Ron does is just like, so I used judo and I subdued him. <laughs> Everything Austin Powers is making fun of was real. I love it. Judo well, that chop. story begins with Ramdas is practicing yoga in his yard naked, and they drove up. Yes. Remember, right? Yes, I that's right. And oh. it also includes that they smoked a joint, which I enjoyed. Love it. He's like, and we smoked a joint. And I was like, you you rascal. Ramdas is like me, man. If, you li- if he ever talks about pot, he's like, <laughs> it dulls your senses. You sit down to meditate, and your brain is fried. But then when I was talking to him, he was like, oh, yeah, during all the lectures I, was, I, I smoked before those. <laughs> I was like, what is going on here? If you listen to those lectures and even consider that he's stoned, you're like, some people can groove with it. I smoke weed and I wake up to a full season of ALF on my iTunes. He gave like incredible lectures. But his pace, lectures. you can hear his pace is real, real Some slow. of them. Yeah, that's Those for early sure. ones especially. But he can, he's never like, uh, what? what no, uh, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Buddha? Oh, it was Buddha. <laughs> no, no, it's not like that. It's always That's true. Coherent. Sharp. Beautiful, yeah. Uh, one thing I wanted to, I thought of an analogy that he would use sometimes is the the cloud in the sky. Be the sky. Um, but you're also the cloud. The, the cloud is in the sky. And when you're talking about the action thing, when people get caught up on, but you're supposed to be responsible, I think you're switching from cloud to sky when you're doing that. Like, I am acting with all the action that is happening. I am doing all of it. When you're talking about the all, the all is, there's no lack of action here. 
mm. everything that's being done is me doing it is the all the i the the ultimate reality doing it but there's also the so there's the cloud and so you're saying we well, got to have clouds you can't just be the sky yeah it's in the sky yeah. like all of the action happens within awareness right so it, it's not saying don't act right you are acting you are acting and you are that which is aware of acting right so you're all wh- the acting where are you are you constricting yourself to the point where you feel and believe yourself to only be the cloud to only be the action in that, there's going to be suffering. It's kind of as simple as it is in a way. It's like mm. you'll suffer if you cut yourself off from your source in your in your mind with this belief, with this constriction. Um, but there's no. It's not that the. Uh, it's not that the wave needs to. Don't, you can't. You can't be the ocean. You got to still wave and and do all the things a wave does. Uh, but the wave doesn't do shit. <laughs> the way. The wave the is just the it. ocean doing what it does. Right. Um, right. And so the action happens. We, the ego takes credit for it and says, here's me, Michael, and this is what I got to do. I got to be a responsible citizen. Right. And tell, tell Joe, the homeless guy, not to say fuck out there. There's, a, there's no, this is not a, criti- it's not a critique of action or an invitation to action to say, be the awareness that you already are. Mm. It's mm. that's it's almost like it's it's just inviting it's consciousness happening. into what's already happening. It's the Lacroix or sorry, yeah. Topo Chico. Yeah. It's what's happening. It's what's happening. Yeah. So enjoy it or don't. Right. Right. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's what Ramdas said to me about comedy. Is he said, "Be humor." Mm. He was like, "Don't don't do wow. comedy." He was beautiful. Like, Be humor. He also that's another one of my favorite quotes. He's like, "You know knowledge, but you are wise," and that's the whole thing. Like he said that he listened to an old lecture of his and I was like, how was that? And he was like, I learned a lot. Isn't that interesting? You forget. There were times when I could have, I'm only 40. I could have probably recited one of his talks, you know, beat by beat, done all seven clicks of the, and that's gone. What remains? The essence is sort of like, Mm. uh, what's the word? Evolving, developing or whatever, Mm. or, or becoming less encumbered. But it's not because I know shit. It's because hopefully... Through grace, I'm becoming wiser. I'm mm-hmm. being. It's like you to make it less esoteric. With my comedy, the the writing I'd like to think is better, but I'm also just becoming funnier. I'm being yeah. like it helps that people just go like, "There's that guy, and he's going to be funny." And I'm like, "Great!" It's like sitting with you and Val. Now I can be funny, but you're not like. It's like I always liken it to having sex. It's like just you know, be there, make love. Don't don't think about the parts and the moves, and mm. don't be in your head. Just just merge, just mm. merge with the audience, merge with the music. Like you say, when you're doing a solo, you couldn't possibly think about all the things you're yeah. doing. You're just being music. Yeah. But he even takes some of the showbiz out of that. And he's just like, if you're walking your daughter 0.001 miles per hour, just do that. Yeah. Or if you have some, if you're putting, uh, I'm not putting this down at all. It just comes to mind because I saw it recently, some footage of it. If you're putting labels on Amazon boxes, you can do that consciously. That was mm-hmm. his whole thing. It doesn't have to be special things or traffic is a big one for me or a delayed flight. Yeah. These are the things that I have to deal with. Can we say yes to those? Can we merge with those things not going our way? That that seeing them, those things as grace is a big thing that Ram Dass taught that, I, that I've really benefited from it that's right like seeing all those little those moments as grace 
And him talking about how Maharaj would say, I love suffering. It brings me so close to God. It is. Those moments are invitations into now. And they're sacrifice. He he has this great thing in Love Service Devotion about sacrifice. So I would be feeling, let's say it was horniness. I don't think it was, but let's say it was horniness. He's like, you put your horniness on a platter and sacrifice it. uh, You give it back to God. Mm. It's just this constant. Yeah. You're, you're completing the circle, yeah. but it all goes. It's like you jerking off saying, Ram, Ram. It's just like c- close off the circle, keep it going. But he's like, everything that's happening, you filter it through out you as yeah. a vehicle for awakening, for more love, more consciousness, more presence, mm-hmm. more vitality. Not because it's good, as I've said a million times, but because that's where the juice is. Sitting with you and Val and listening to that and with Aristotle as well. When we were listening to that, getting the needle right on the record, living right on the razor's edge and just listening to something fully. That's why Richie Rohr does this thing where he's like, you're doing it right now. I always wanted to do this as stand-up. He's like, you're doing it right now. You're listening to me and mm-hmm. you're going, is this helpful? Is this not helpful? Is he a good speaker? Is he a bad speaker? He's like, you're, you're missing it. Yeah, that's the Buddha holding up the flower for that sermon. He's just yeah. like, "Fucking stop it! It's here! It's here! It's here! It's here! Yeah. It's here! It's here! It's here!" Mm. Beautiful, isn't it wild that Ramdas is here now? Yeah, because he wrote "Be Here Now," and I'm like, "He's here now." Yeah, fucking always has been. Where else could he be? <laughs> it's it's where else could he be? Yeah, anything else like that quote, like the thing we listen to, anything else is just your ignorance or your forgetting. Yeah, but it, what a gift. What a gift his incarnation. I know. Was and is. Changed my life. Yeah. I told him that when I read Be Here Now, it did nothing for me and he laughed really hard. <laughs> he did. Yeah. He loved it. I'm sure he did. And the last but time I saw him, I went, hi, If he did. didn't, yeah. it'd be like... That's what we're saying, two yeah. pups. I, I said, hi, a dick. Because I asked one of his caregivers, Christopher, I was like, is he tired of people being reverent to him? And he was like, oh, yeah. So I went, hiya, dick. He laughed. He's always laughing. What, 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 is, what are you doing if you're not yeah. picking up on the absurdity? <laughs> you're just, Your book did nothing for me. Oh, it's so perfect. But it did after I got it. Then I read it again. I read it constantly. I mean, it's it's just all penis farts, you know? It's just, that's what the whole world... It's... You know what just happened, too? Another callback? Harmony was in the room. I had to go like, but now I've read it and I love it. Oh, my goodness. Why can't I just be like, it did nothing for me the first time? Why do I have to be like, but now I love it? Metal Gear Solid is too violent. Oh, Harmony. Oh, Harmony. <laughs> Talk about a name. What a strange name to feel like you're not appropriate for. <laughs> totally. Her name is Harmony. Harmony. And we're like, sorry. Sorry, I just hit one of the black keys, Harmony. Didn't know we were in C right now. That's what I think. Piano what, riffs. I've, I've thought about this as like kind of a, a little off topic maybe, but it's with podcasts. I think that's one of the really interesting things about podcasts that I, I feel like have influenced culture in a certain way because you can, people listen to podcasts not in groups. You listen by yourself. So you can say things on podcasts. Like a secret. That you would you cannot say at a rally or at a in a That's room right. full of people, yeah. Because in a room full of people, everybody has to pretend to be offended. Nobody's actually fucking offended. Wow. 
They, they want to look like they're offended. I see Ryu doing the... the <laughs> like, that's what I saw when you started saying that. But it's just like... Reverse fireball kick. Yeah, yeah. Got it. <laughs> but we all... When we're offended... Yeah, there's the, I think the righteous thing is attached to oh. like, oh, I cannot believe. Nobody does that with a podcast. That's the old people being offended at the stand-up. Yeah, like you're doing he, it to be seen. Yeah. Oh, my God. I did <laughs> Comics Come Home, and my mom went with a bunch of church friends, and it was me, Bill Burr, Bobby Kelly, Dennis Leary. It was a bunch of dirty birds. And afterwards, she was like, you were wonderful. I didn't care for the rest of it. <laughs> Mother, would you like me to fetch you a trumpet? <laughs> I didn't care. Oh, please. I want, I don't want a, a camera on your face. I want sensors on your neck. You're telling me when Bobby Kelly told that story about sliding down a mountain with his big fat body, this is his bit, uh, snow tubing, you didn't laugh because he swore too much? Bullshit. Give me the data. Give me the data of your insides. The people of Grace Chapel did not care for Dennis Leary. <laughs> I remember that feeling though. I remember being a fe- like me too. Uh, I was I was a, always absurd and kind of dirty even as a kid. But the, like we, all oh, my brothers and I, was joking about wieners and things. But for a little while, during my super ultra fundamentalist stage in high school, when I was dating the pastor's daughter of our church, the big mega church school I went to, there was a little while I was like all of a sudden offended at the Simpsons and like, dude. Like, oh, we didn't even say butt. Like, like rear end. Thank you very much. And all my brothers were like, what the, what, dude, what's going on? And it was just me trying to be liked by this girl. Of course. You, that's in your, that's in this. Yeah. Everybody wants to be loved. Everybody yeah. wants to be safe. Everybody wants to be included. Everyone, 99% of Afghanistan is Muslim. And you're like 0.01% of Puerto Rico is yeah, yeah. Muslim. It's like, is it because only people in Afghanistan understand the fundamental truth of Islam? It's like people are trying to fit in and yeah. be loved, and that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. You want your brothers to not make fun of you. And you're from North Dakota and you're Christian, and that's okay. It's, yeah. it's, it's, but where and when you're from gives you the vehicle through which you can understand the reality, ultimate reality, hopefully. But, but it's, bigger, it's bigger than when and where you're from. Yeah. Those are all just the specifics. <laughs> the specifics are where else can you find it? Where else can you find the all but somewhere? Yeah. Right? So the specifics are necessary and beautiful. Yeah. But if you get stuck on them, any one of them, then that's what an idol is. I came, yes. Oh, Gungies. Saint Gungies. Holding your wet clothes (laughs) with a bloody nose. (laughs) I I found my, my, uh, in that, while I was holding it, I forgot to tell that there's a part that was, I found my penis in my sweatpants and was just overjoyed and thought it was so funny. Oh, my God. Like this, this little piece of meat in here. The world is built with this yeah. little thing. Like, he's a fun ride. <laughs> I was just Val. I had a pain in my back, and Val gave me a, a, a back roller, and I was rolling up, and I went, "Is this my dick?" <laughs> and that was my way of complimenting it. I was like, "I didn't know I had two dicks," because dicks get so much grief. How about a little? This thing is my dick. That's how much I love it, and she knew what I meant. She's like, I love this like my dick. Instead of making it yeah. this nasty thing. When I got back from my mission trip in uh, the Amazon jungle, I was like, I'm off the Simpsons. Ned Flanders mm. is not okay. Yeah, making, making fun, fun of yeah. believers. And to 30 years, 20 years later, to write, I wrote Simpsons I know, scripts. it's amazing. 
what a fun thing. So great. But that's that's an earnest desire to know the mystery. Just just, you know, the ball just got a little off course and was like, How dare you? How dare you use the name of the Lord? That's so funny. Be quiet. <laughs> just go back to me. Hey Pete. You know what's funny though? Because I can speak to myself with authority. I w- I just want it to be good. Yeah. I loved The Simpsons. And I love The Simpsons. Mm-hmm. But I ha- Harmony was in the room. Yeah. My goodness. Shut up, Chuck. <laughs> Dude, you play this game all night. My goodness. Ah, that's Twitter. What's Twitter? My goodness. Oh, that's Twitter. That's right. That was the point that I made is we're all on the record now. Yeah. And that's that you just help me understand why podcasts are so great. It's, it's it's the one dark corner. And I don't mean dark like bad. I just mean like we're at the party, everybody's over there and I'm like, "You ever notice uh sometimes you have dry skin on your balls and it feels good to put hot water on it?" And everyone's <laughs> like, <laughs> "If I said that on stage, exactly. even a liberal audience would be like, "No, some guy on a date." <laughs> no. My balls are silky smooth. That's why I have that bit about how I don't think dicks are gross, and I'm, I always open the joke by being like, there's so many guys on dates that are going to sit this one out. Because I'm talking about how <laughs> dicks aren't gross, and they're like, no, they are. I'm not gay. I, I, it's back. I have, now I have two jokes about sucking a dick for a million dollars, and I'm like, and I go, 50 million? 50 million? You fucking liars. I just scream at them, because that's what we're talking about. Their harmony, it's not a religious harmony, yeah. but a different harmony is in the room. It's the... It's the story. We're all faking it. Mm-hmm. Like sometimes, like some, like gay men, right, have different uh, behaviors. Sometimes, not always. But if you meet a, a clean, thin man who might sing his words a little bit more, maybe he's a little lispy or whatever, you might be like, "That's a gay stereotype, right?" Mm-hmm. If we were just casting a movie and we're mm-hmm. like, "He's he's wispy and fey, effeminate, whatever you want to mm-hmm. say," but then I was like, "That's a clue. We're all faking it." Kevin Costner. Is that for a straight guy? Mm. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. None of it is real. Yeah. Which is it? It's an affect to. It's an affect to attract other people yeah. to fit in. Yeah. So it's all bullshit. That that's not real. <laughs> you should talk like this. Hello, hello, boy, I love pussy. <laughs> what What are you talking about? It's not like you said boil a pussy. I love boiling a pussy because I'm Irish. <laughs> I want no flavor. No flavor. No flavor. <laughs> I was so fat. There was a documentary about that, like why voices change uh, to indicate different things socially. But I was like, because we're all just leaning into letting our preferences change how we behave. No one really acts like Kid Rock. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody was just like, that's an affectation, as is, yeah. hey, that it's all fake. Yeah. I'm not, is, I'm not judging oh, hello. either. hello. I'm the serious one. That's right. Or, God bless you. Yeah, all of it. God love you. God bless you, my child. And as he's saying it, like just two tits fly by in his subconscious. <laughs> oh, whoops. <laughs> Uh-oh. Uh-oh. His frock. Uh-oh. Oh, oh, no. That's wonderful. Or a professor that's like, welcome to public speaking, but it is Professor Barclay, and we are here to speak efficiently, effectively, and well. Bullshit! 
I want to see you with diarrhea and a fever. Then I might know you. I want to know you when you're frail like a baby kitten. Or when you first wake up. Mommy? Mommy? That's Professor Barkley. Yeah. Good evening. You get an F. Fuck off. With your tweed jacket. We're on a date. You ever catch yourself talking like you're on a date? No, let me see during an orgasm. Yes. There you are. Oh, my God. Val and I, I hope this isn't too much. I've been laughing after my orgasms lately yeah. because it's that's what you should do. I'll have like the most vulnerable, like, no, oh, Jesus. And then afterwards, I'm not even done. Like the last little drop is still in the air. And I'll just be like, <laughs> and Val laughs so hard. And we don't even talk about it because we know what we're laughing at. We just saw truth. We just saw the real me. It's not this guy. Hey, what's up with a unicorn? It's a unicorn. It's this guy. Whoa, whoa. Hello. Hello, my child. Bless you. Bless you. Oh, God. That's like my favorite Michael Jackson story was somebody saw Michael Jackson go in the room with the lights off. He didn't know he was in the room. Apparently, this is true, and they just heard Michael Jackson go, oh, fuck. <laughs> He's like, he was so tired of being Michael Jackson. He was so tired of being like, free willy, baby, free willy. Yeah, yeah. He just goes in a room alone. Oh, fuck. Oh, fuck. <laughs> just like a real, like not his Michael Jackson voice. That's, oh, fuck. I mean, who wants candy? <laughs> which ones are Mike's and which ones are Ike's? Am I right? Backwards walk. He called it the backwards walk. We called it the moonwalk. He never once called it the moonwalk. Is that real? No, I'm kidding. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be fun. Did you know he never called it the moonwalk? <laughs> Look at his dance set list. It said backwards walk. Backwards. Oh, I'm sorry. Backwards slidey walk. Was he kneeling? Was it like a penitent kneel? Well, well done. Well done. Thank you. The bits have similar flavors. Yeah. <laughs> this is, talk about free. Lisa Gunger, who needs to do the pod. I, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm overdue for a Lisa Gunger. We, went, we were in Maui at the Ram Dass Retreat. And it I just comes to mind because this has been the most free podcast. Like, so I just feel so free. <laughs> it's been so <laughs> fun. fun. It's just been fun to be yeah. free, right? Yeah. And it's free to be free. You can just do it. How many movies do we need where a guy like drinks a funny cup of tea and then he's like, I'm free. Yeah, yeah. Before we're just like, you can do that. Yeah. You can do it. Hey, Bradley, who's listening on the train. Yeah. Just fucking do it. I filled up with gas the other day and Val was in the car and I just went in front of his car and just did a dance. There were people around. You know why? Because I'm going to die one day. And I shook my booty and people looked and it was weird. That's why I love being a dad because being like a cornball is sort of like, oh, I guess that's okay. He's a dad. (laughs) But fuck it. I love it. That's why I'll bring you a casserole after the Jew jokes. That's right. Because I know. It's all silly billies. (laughs) (laughs) I've seen the dances. Yes, that's right. I'm in love with it. It's so great. I uh, recently, Val pulled up to the house. And I, had, I was holding Baby Lee, and I thought it would be so funny to push Baby Leela's naked butt onto the window. So I pulled down her pants, her diaper. She's a baby, by the way. If, in case anyone's like, that's not appropriate. She wishes she was naked all the time. And I just pressed her butt on the window, pressed hams. Mm-hmm. And Val was laughing so hard, and it was because her diaper was dirty, and I put shit. Oh. <laughs> I put shit all over oh, the car. God. 
<laughs> Which I looked at her and she was laughing too hard. I was like, we've seen my baby's bum before. And there was just like the hourglass shape of shit, like where the crack is on her beautiful car. And I was just like, if I'm being honest, I don't even think I washed it. I think it's still there. If a seagull can poop on the top, my baby can poop on the side. Uh, my baby can poop on the side. Yikes. <laughs> we've had a lot of fun today. My stomach hurts, so I can tell that I've had fun. Please, people listening this far. It's <laughs> a few. If you didn't listen this far, you didn't get Michael Jackson. You didn't get baby shit ass. No. You missed out. I hope they made it through the gardener-filled Ramdas. We'll trim it. We'll trim a little. But uh, tweet at me and Michael Gunger. What will be our word if they make it to the end? Mm. Any word. Mm, dick fart? <laughs> Dick fart one word. Dick fart one word. I think dick fart one word. If you made it to the end. Is it too rough? I think dick fart's perfect. Okay, great. If if you're too timid, D fart. D fart. If if your tweets are monitored, D fart is fine. Yeah, D fart. But that's, uh, with Rain Wilson, we said Parcheesi. So many people, hundreds, thousands tweeted Parcheesi, it seems. So D fart or dick fart at me and at Michael Gunger. And please buy this it's fucking unreal you're too kind pete this this podcast obviously is an informal <laughs> ramdas <laughs> baba laughs i think you yeah, would like baba it. laughs is baba laughs baby oh wait let's tweet, do that tweet tweet it as baba laughs b-a-b-a laughs yeah that's, that's better that's better because yeah. every time i see it it'll make me happy yeah so tweet at me or michael Gun- or both of us baba laughs if you made it to the end and we'll love it uh and Listen to this. I think it's great on audiobook, but I also read it. So I've, I've read it several times. It's incredible. Changed my life. Everybody mm-hmm. should read it. You also do sessions, right? Are I you do. Still doing that? I haven't been pushing those as much anymore, but. Tiring? They're a little bit tiring. If you find it, just listen to the new Gunger on Spotify Archives and One Wildlife. Don't listen to the old stuff. <laughs> Michael hates it. No, it's not true. I am Mountain, but, too. Yeah, my new stuff will come out probably in like March. There you go. It'll be like, I think it's going to be called Wei Wu. Wei Wu. Doing, not doing? Mm-hmm. Isn't that what Wei mm-hmm. Wu means? Very nice. Wait, Wu Wei. I'm switching it around. Wu Wei. And you're doing Wei Wu. Yeah. So you're doing, not doing, doing. <laughs> nice, dude. Oh, man, the mushrooms just kicked in, man. <laughs> oh, jeez, man. <laughs> you're not doing, doing, man. Michael Jackson's like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, man. This has been fun. Why can't we always be this way? We can. We can. We can and we will. <laughs> um, so listen to this. Uh, anything else you want to plug? No. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fuck. Michael? Yeah. <laughs> Wait, what was he doing? He was trying to have an orgasm and then he had a dick fart. <laughs> Me laughing when I come. Is there anything I won't share on this pod? I don't I love it. I don't know. It doesn't surprise me at all, and it's perfect. It's <sighs> so great. I got to do that baby shit thing on stage. I think that's funny. It's real funny. I think that's ready to go. Aristotle liked it. All right. I don't want it to be over because it's the funnest moment, but it's always that moment. Mm-hmm. And Ram, Ram does to put a pin in that. I mean, I don't have to say it. That's what I was going to say at the beginning. Nothing changes. 
I've mm. mentioned him seven times a podcast for the past yeah. six years. And that that it, it's just going to keep going. Yeah. And there's part of me that's like him passing is making more people discover him. Yeah. It's all good. And as he said, death is not a failure. It is not an error. It is taking off a tight shoe, yeah. which you have worn well. And he wore it well. He wore it so well, and we're so grateful. Yeah. Oh, boy. Let's say keep it crispy together, okay. and we'll sing it. Keep it crispy. It's a rare condition this day and age to read any good news on the newspaper page. But love and condition are the grandest signs. Some people say it's even harder to find. My dick! My dick! Serious condition. It's a serious condition to find out your dick! That's a family matter you might want to keep to yourself. <laughs> Any other family matters? I have one. It's easier to show than tell. <laughs> oh, my God. Let's get out of here. <laughs> Crispy, I'm so crispy. My ice game make you haters wanna get.